BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're doing the podcast's first ever auction mock draft with a couple of awesome guests. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or X at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we're doing, I believe, the first ever auction mock draft that I've ever done on this show. And uh, very excited to bring it to you. And I'm also very excited to bring it to you with a couple of awesome guests. Uh, fellow Aussie and uh, friend of the show, Adam King, and as well, first time appearing on the show, uh, Raf. Uh, welcome to the show today, guys. Um, how are we all feeling? I'll start with you, Raf. Welcome to the show, mates. Good to have you on, and uh, pretty keen to get an auction draft underway. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to it. This is my first auction mock of the of this preseason, so... It'll be interesting to see some of the different approaches and what people are willing to spend for guys. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and and Kingy, welcome to the show again, mate. You're you're a veteran of the auction mock drafts uh, at this stage. We know now, so I'm sure you've got some some good strategies up your sleeve. Yeah, I'm hoping that I've learned from my first two, <laughs> made a few mistakes. Uh, yeah, no, look, we'll see how we go. It's uh, I've done zero prep for this one, so um, best way than- to come into a draft. Other than in my head knowing who I want to draft, um, if if everyone lets me draft them, then I'll be happy. Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's it's a very it, like you know mock drafts are all well and good for snake drafts, but I think it's even more important when it comes to an auction draft because there's once the first player comes off the board, everything can you know hit the fan and, and everything can sort of change very quickly. So. Um, we're just about to get started here in ten seconds, so we'll jump over to the draft room here. So. Again, the order in which people are uh, nominating doesn't really matter, but uh, Adam, you're uh, nominating fourth. I'm nominating, what's that, seventh. And then, Raf, you're at the 10 spot there. So as we get going, do you guys have any strategy in terms of how you nominate players early in in the piece, or, or is it sort of just whatever? Or is there any specific uh, strategies in terms of getting a guy up on the board? 
I don't really have a strategy. I just try not to be annoying and nominate, say, Nikola Jokic for one dollar. Yeah, like, it, like I try not to do. I try not to be that guy. I would say that much. But in terms of like actual strategies, I, I think I don't know. It's kind of difficult, especially at this point in the year, because we really don't have too much of a grasp in terms of like ballpark price ranges for guys. So. Yeah. It, it is interesting, obviously, um, as Nikola Jokic goes off for $70, so we're, we're off and, and running here. So the interesting thing here, I think dribbling dribbling balls went $70 straight off the bat there um, yeah. when he was at like $40 there. I, I know it's Jokic, so $40 was never going to happen, but jumping $30 mm-hmm. over price seems like a interesting yeah. way to go. We're at Tatum here at 53 Either of you guys getting in on this action, I am happy to sit a few of these guys out and sort yeah. of wait and see how things are going. You said you had a bit of a strategy coming to this, Adam. Uh, what's your, is it to do with punting or anything like that coming into the, the auction draft? Yeah, of course it's punting. Um, it, yes. Yeah, so I've got some guys, a, a guy that I actually wanted in, in the last auction mock draft that I did and I missed out because I wasn't ballsy enough and, and thought he was sort of out of my price range and yeah, Leaving the draft with thirty dollars, I obviously could have gone a lot harder on him. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to go on him. But look, in terms of strategy, I don't know. I, I think getting money off the board early makes sense to me. So, yeah. just nominating some of those bigger players um, and seeing it also gives you a bit of an idea of what what the top names are going to go for um, when compared to other drafts. So, yeah. you know, Jokic at seventy, I think. Maybe in my mock draft he went for eighty. I think I remember getting him for seventy nine. I will, I will, because I haven't. I don't know if I've had a chance to defend myself on this <laughs> since that mock draft. But when when we talk about um, dollar values of players, um, and Adam, you're up to nominate here, so yeah. um, I'll keep talking while you while you figure out who you're going to throw up there. Steph Curry. Oh, I'm interested in this one. Right. Um, but depending on the size of your starting roster spot, I think it does. Um, change the values of players. So in that league, I remember it was an eight-man yeah. starting roster spot, whereas yeah. this one here is a 10. So I've just got Steph Curry for $51 there, which is okay. probably, that, I think, probably about where right. he goes. Um, I think, yeah. A couple of dollars under. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. So I mean, Shea went for 55. Tatum went for 59. So 51, maybe, maybe a slight bargain. Yeah, he definitely fits what I'm trying to do. And like like you said before, Kingy, I, I the reason I like the, the auction draft is that despite uh, different to a mock draft in terms of a snake format, you can come in with a preconceived um, punt strategy. You can sort of already go, okay, this is what I want to do, and then just target guys that fit that build versus a snake draft. Often I wait and see what I get in the first or second round and then sort of define my strategy from that. Coming into this... Um, I think you can sort of go hard on a strategy early. Yeah, okay. So Jaron Jackson's up now. I am interested in Jaron Jackson. Ooh, that makes two of us there, Kingy. <laughs> see if I can bid you up. Um, How high are you willing to go on him if you want to let me know that before we start <laughs> bidding each uh, other up? Probably, well, I mean, I'd like to get him for for 40. Okay. Maybe. Uh, uh, 32 right now. What's he, I'll, uh, I'll bid him up. Yeah, I'm just sort of... 
I've got the sort of the projected values on on Basketball Monster just to give me a, an idea of what players are going for. Yeah. Um, his Yahoo average is about forty five dollars, so I doubt I'm going to get him for forty. Seems to be going up pretty slowly. So, and this is the other thing that I find very interesting in terms of the psychology when it comes to to um, auction mock drafts is. Do you, are you do you play it safe and slow and, and wait till the, the timer goes down to to close to zero before you throw a bid in? Do you do you come in hot and come in really quickly and try and show some some dominance there and and scare some people off? Yeah, I think well, there's yeah, there's different ways of going about it, obviously, and, and I'm not experienced enough to know all of them, but um, oh, oh, has he gone right. to me? Okay, yes. there yeah. you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm repeating my strategy of getting a lot of expensive players early on uh, with JJJ. So that's two players on the board for me. Again, not a bunch of value, but again, I've sort of discussed this before. I think sometimes, and shit, it's my turn to nominate a player. Let's get this guy up here. Nominate this player here. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but I think sometimes we also get caught up a little bit Jeez, Jesus, gone whack with fifty eight dollars there. Yeah. See this. Yeah. So that's obvious. That strategy of scaring people off. Yeah. By just whacking a massive bid and and hoping that the others then go, well, you really want this guy, so I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. I mean, that's. But that's that's. I don't know. I reckon for, that's he, he still gets outbid by fifty nine. But I think that's. I mean, if I got Steph at fifty one, Tyrese at fifty nine. So we're starting to find a little bit of a market value with a lot of these guys. Yeah. So Tyrese went for the same price as Luca. Shea went for a few dollars cheaper. So there is a bit of a you know, market value being established here. But like I was saying before, I think sometimes often what gets lost in auction drafts because we get so caught up in what players go for that we also sometimes forget to build a coherent team. And I think yeah. that that shouldn't be lost in the discussion just like in a snake draft. If you reach for someone five, six, seven spots earlier, but he really fits what you're trying to do. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. And I think that sometimes in auction drafts, we get a little bit too caught up in the price a player goes for than what it actually means for your team. Yeah. Ooh, Nick Claxton. All right. So Raf's in the bidding here. Raf's on this one. Yeah, there's a few actually on this one. Oh, he's up to 20. Rafa, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to you much before in terms mm-hmm. of on the podcast, but are you are you a big punter as well, or are you... Uh... Um, I'm not a huge punter, but I think with this with this model that I have right now with Claxton and Luca, I may be punting free throw percentage, to say the least. Turnovers may be off the board too, um, but, you know, we'll see. So, Claxton I, I really, just went for yeah. $20 there, which I actually think is a really decent price um, compared to where I might have him. But, yeah, so that's that's a decent value pick there. Interesting, Damian Lillard, he went really cheap in that first mock that we did uh, Mm, a little while ago. A little bit of talk about the trades heating up. Um, Do you think that a deal gets done soon, Kingy? Uh, Well, I've, I've heard from a couple of people that they think a deal will be done this weekend, but... Yeah, I, I haven't heard specifics or anything like that. So maybe, um, hey, it might be that when I go on my trip, when I when I leave, he's with Portland, or when I <laughs> land, he's with someone yeah. While, else. You're, while you're in the plane, you can't, yeah. you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's um, that's probably how it's going to go. 
Um, so he's up at $42. What did I get Steph for? 51 So probably a little bit less than Steph, I would assume. So if you can get to the high 40s, I think that's about where market value should be, 44 So starting to approach the point where I think he probably should go. Dribbling, dribbling balls is going hard here. He's already got two players Jokic, Tyrese, and now Damian Lillard. So he is well down with $27 left to spend for 10 players. So he is going to be sitting on his hands for a little bit longer now, but he's obviously come out strong with a few big names. Maybe potentially looking at a punt blocks kind of a build there with the Jokic, Halliburton, Lillard. He's got assists pretty well locked up there. Anthony Davis on the board. Interesting to see where he goes. What did... Durant go for where did he go? He went for forty-five. 45. So I'm, I'm I'd value AD at a similar kind of a spot. Yeah, Raph, what are your thoughts on AD versus KD in terms of how do you feel about them durability wise? Do you think of them in I'm the same kind of tier, or do you think one's more yeah. durable than the other? I don't think either one's very durable. Um, I think yeah. if you take if you take either player, you're kind of banking on there being a point in the season where they're sidelined for two or three weeks minimum. Yeah. Um, so at that point, if anything, it may impact your your strategy further down the draft. Whether we're talking snake or auctions, like you get Anthony Davis, maybe you're one. Maybe you spend a little bit more on a Christian Wood later in a draft. You know, for example, um, Kevin Durant. I don't really know if there's a a guy you can point to in Phoenix is someone who could potentially benefit from an extended absence. Mm. Yeah, maybe like a Keita Bates-Diop or something like that. But I think those guys, they may add a little bit of value to an individual manager's roster if they get them just because of the injury concerns. Kyrie Irving just went off the board for $50. AD did go for 44 So, yeah, a dollar cheaper than Kevin Durant, which I think is is pretty good. It looks like we're, we're flying through this mock a little bit. People are getting the money out quick, which is nice. Um, Kyrie for 50 versus my Steph for 51 That's interesting, I think. Um, so, probably of yeah. all the players gone so far, I probably do like the Claxton for $20 there that you got, Raph, in terms of just a pure dollar value. Kingy, you oh, are man. still... <laughs> Luca did not want to do that, apparently. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> Luca, you're going to have to you're gonna have to adjust there, mate. He's on your team. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible, Kyrie, yeah. for 50. It's probably a, a slightly high, but uh, I think he's I mean, probably like a 45, 44, so... Yeah. For all, the, for all the concerns about his availability, he still played in 62 games last mm. season. He's I think been healthy body-wise. His yeah. body hasn't been we the issue the last couple of years. We it's, don't know what the, about the other things. No. But I think if you can get like 60 games out of him, I think he'll give you enough production to make it worthwhile. Oh, here's my guy. This guy's worth $100 at least. Vucevic on the, uh, on the board. <laughs> this, is, this, is my, uh, this is my Tobias Harris of this year. Um, hmm. I, I, do you guys share my pessimism with Nikola Vucevic's value this season? Yeah, I think what's what's the I don't even know what his ADP is. I think on a, um, on a snake draft, he's ranked at thirty six on Yahoo. Um, so I think yeah. he's going in the thirties across most sites. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if he goes more or less than Claxton here because I would. He's already up to Claxton's twenty dollars. I would be very much happier to take a Claxton for twenty dollars at this point. Yeah, I feel like in snake okay. drafts, Fooch is. Rooch's draft position will drop a little bit just because 
kind of feel like he has a limited ceiling. And you, you mentioned that ADP of 36. I feel like that point in drafts, you may be more and more inclined to swing for someone with a higher fantasy ceiling. So people will often point really to the, good, people often point to his totals ranking, and I just think that's yeah. a terrible way to evaluate players. I did a whole tweet storm about totals mm-hmm. as a as a way to evaluate players, and I just think it's the wrong way to go. You're in on this one here, Kingy, for Sabonis. Maybe. Uh... Yeah, he's, he's not sort of a guy that I'm specifically targeting. Um, so, I mean, he does fit what I'm trying to do, but he, he wasn't top of my list or anything. Um, Raph gets him for 36. Okay, that, feel, that feels good. Yeah, Raph's building a yeah. strong punt free throw and turnover team. Is this... Um, oh, I'm dominating. Uh, Raph, is that is that sort of the build you're going down and you thinking that you might also look to punt the threes as well, or you think you can try and salvage that category? I think I can salvage that later in drafts, in a draft, um, just because when we're, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel money-wise, you can usually – you may be able to get some guys who slip through the cracks, like, $1 or $2 yeah. late in an auction. So I think that's one you can kind of salvage, you know, if, you're, if you have to wait until late in the draft. I think it is, it is also – I mean, this is the way I approach it. I don't know if you guys have a differing opinion, but I always try to make sure that I have at least two or three $1 players at the yeah. end of my... Mm-hmm. or $1 or $2 players at the end of my bench in case. Because obviously, you know, you might get someone who jumps forward heaps or there's a free agent that you want to pick up and you want to have someone who's expendable. Um, yep. I think that's a decent way to go about it in, in an auction mark. Auction draft rather than having everyone who's you, you don't want to have a team where you don't want to drop anyone if mm-hmm. a really good um, streaming option or breakout free agent comes along. Yeah. Anthony Edwards will be interesting to see where he goes. So he in sometimes snake drafts is going start of the second <coughs> round. Um, so see if he can get up to those high forties, which a few of those guys went. Like an AD went for forty four, Durant at forty five. If he can get close to that, that would be interesting. Is that $40 right now. Either of you guys in here? I don't think so. No, I'm not. No. Giannis went for 44, though. That, that's probably a little lower than I thought he would have gone for. Yeah. Um, so same as, what's that, same as Davis? I yeah. I actually kind of think it's about where I have him. I'm a little bit concerned about his knee and the new coach is just another mm. variable in and amongst that. Um, I'm slowly but surely sliding him down my board at the moment so but that is interesting I, I, I probably would have expected him to go higher yeah I, I, I certainly yeah I'm not interested in him but just I would have thought he'd, he'd go for, for higher Desmond Bain Desmond Bain's on the board here I, I think that a lot of the time just to speak generally on Bain I think sometimes we are overvaluing the first 25 of the games of the season where he's going yeah. to be playing without Jar I know he'll be better but especially in head-to-head formats how much is that actually worth um mm. So yeah, yeah. I went. I went on. Uh, don't know when he's releasing it. I went on Robin Marx's show on the Believe in Fantasy Basketball uh, two three days ago, and we talked about valuing and overvalued players, undervalued players. Bain for me is someone that's a little bit overvalued at the moment, mm-hmm. um, or, or not. Maybe not overvalued. Maybe that's the wrong word. But I think he's at value. I don't. I think because he's going sort of around pick twenty twenty two, which I think he can be, but I don't. 
I don't think there's any value there taking him that high. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I've nominated Trey Young here again. I'm I'll release you guys. You know. Get a little insight into my strategy here. So I'm trying to approach this with a punt, assists, and steals build. So, so far, I've nominated Tyrese Halliburton and Trey Young, two guys that I absolutely do not want on my team. Um, But I think we're going to get a lot of money off the board. I do think that $32 is a steal for Trey Young, though. He should, I think, at least be getting up to that $40 mark. He should, in my opinion, if... what um, What did... Edwards go for. He went for 41. I would definitely value Trey over Edwards. So, interesting to see where he goes here. Mm. What are you guys' thoughts on I think people on? are a little too worried about the turnovers with Trey Young in a nine cat. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it, but yeah. maybe that, oh, that may be impacting price. 35 yeah, is a great too low for him. That, That's a good price for Trey. Um, mm. Again, you talk about minus one rankings. He's yeah. a guy that shoots right up. And, and every year, his nine cat ranking is dramatically different, but he basically does the same thing. He puts up great points, mm-hmm. decent-ish threes. You'd actually expect that to be a bit higher, but elite assists, elite free throw percentage, and I've done a show on categorical and statistical scarcity, and those are the two hardest, or and the points are the three hardest things to find later mm-hmm. in drafts in snake formats. So he's good at the things that are hard to find, which uh, I think boosts him up a little bit further. Lamelo Ball, Kingy, I know you're a big Lamelo Ball fan. Are you you're in on this? I can see you bidding him up. I am in on this. How high are you, you wanting to go? I'm not going to be in this one. You got him at 45? Uh, yeah, look, I know he went for... Oh, 45. Oh, I got 45. I'm stoked with that. That's great, yeah. I mean, I got Steph at 51. I probably would have, you know, Lamelo a similar price, so... Yeah, uh, yeah. I I probably would have gone to 55 for Lamelo. Yes, okay. So, yeah, happy to get him. And, and look, I think along with, with Trey... Um, this is potentially a side effect or, or, or a bit of a like going a bit later. If, if Lamelo or Trey had gone in the first round, they probably would have gone for a bit more, but people are starting to probably scale back their spending slightly. Yep. Um, I'm going to get in on Chet. Yeah, shit, I was in on it. I was hoping I'd catch you off guard and keep you talking, mate, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to let him go at oh. 22. I think I've already got some decent blocks and I can get some more later, so I'm going to... Let that one go. But you've got I'm him now at the moment at 23. Yeah, it's... Oh, am I going to get him? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I that's a good price. I, I probably... Yeah. If I didn't have JJJ already, I would have gone up to maybe 24, 25. Oh, Wemby next. See, I, I just like having a fun team too. I think Chad <laughs> will be fun. I think Lamelo will be fun. I think Wemby will be fun. <laughs> but... So I got Chet for 23. What do you think Wemby goes for? Go 30? 30-ish, I would imagine. But I could definitely make the argument that Chet would be better than Wemby. But again, it depends on your build. So if I'm going to hazard a guess here, um, you might be looking at a bit of a punt points here build, Kingy. So if you're in that situation, then Chet is definitely more valuable than Wemby, in my opinion. But Wemby might be more valuable in a punt field goal percentage build. So I think that's another thing that we always need to keep in mind, that the values of players will be dramatically different on different builds. So, yeah, well, yeah, I'm punting points and percentages. So, okay. uh, which is a, which is a, a punt that I'm going to do in a lot of my leagues. And and in that build, Lamelo is the second best player based on, but just based on pure projections. Obviously, they're not everything. Um, what's but that's your, why I really liked him. What's your thought process on punting both percentages? There, I think that's. 
an interesting way to go about it. Um, yeah, it's it sort of goes against what I talk about when I say punting because obviously if you punt one, it means you're automatically going to be stronger in the other one. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, when I say that I'm punting percentages, it's just that I don't care about percentages. Yeah. Well, that's I what punting even, is, obviously. Which so. is, that's what punting mm-hmm. is. But yeah. I, I sort of feel like if, if I'm punting a percent, like it's always going to be in the back of my mind, oh, I know this guy, his free throws might drag me down. Or, or But if I'm not worrying about it at all, I'll probably come out of the draft and actually be moderately competitive in percentages if I'm punting both of them. I'm automatically going to get some players that are strong in certain areas and not in others. And last year I lost a couple of leagues based on percentages and it really annoyed me. So this year I said I'm just not going to bother with them. Yeah, I think um, the other thing with like punting uh, points, for example, and I'm not going to let Donovan Mitchell get through for $12 there. <laughs> um, he, uh, when, when you do like a punt point strategy, he is someone... Oh, so you're going to have to be mindful that because you're low volume, low usage, that any swings in percentages will be felt greater by your team uh, because you won't have that volume mm. behind it to sort of buffer that yeah. change week-to-week variance. Um, so I guess that is a, a, a point towards punting those percentages. I often, if I'm punting points, I'll punt the free throw percentage because you get a lot of those big guys later in drafts that are poor yeah. free throw percentage guys. But I often will keep the field goal percentage because... A lot of those big guys, even if they're not shooting a lot, they are hitting 65, 70% of their shots. So that is enough to kind of help you. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting that you were disregarding both. Um, mm. See how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do like the punt point strategy a lot this season. It's one of my favorites. Um, and one that I did try when we did that mock draft on your, on your um, channel, Kingy. Yeah. So, Raph, you're sitting there with the most amount of players at the moment with four on your squad. Um, $57 left for nine players. Are you now sort of sitting back a little bit here or are you still going to get in amongst the the bidding in certain situations? Yeah, I think you get more selective when you have the the remaining bank that I do. Um, If anything, I'm just going through the queue and, and looking further down in terms of potential price ranges. For some of those guys you're talking about earlier, for like a dollar or two dollars, because if they don't pan out, you can always just drop them, and you don't really think too much about it. So, I think at this point, with the money that I have, if there's one more guy to take a swing at, I'll do it. But for the most part, I think I'm taking a little time to kind of regather myself and think about some later round guys. Do you think about okay? Right now, I've got Sabonis, Wemby, Claxton, Luca. My rebounds are really solid. My field goal percentage yeah. looks really solid. Um, are you targeting or highlighting? Okay, and I still need some more assists and steals, and sort of maybe going okay, circling a few players that later on that if they do come up, that's when I'll still spend a lot of money, or is yeah. it still just depending on how much people are going for? Yeah, it, it depends. I think if you can find one or two players, you know, that can kind of impact those categories that you mentioned at decent price points. So you go ahead and do that. And I think at that point I would have a pretty good roster in terms of the versatility with the assist deals and all that stuff. So that would be the one thing I think that that's really influencing who I'm looking at in terms of the remainder, my upcoming next bid, whenever that happens and a few picks here. So, yeah. 
I'm noticing now that those big first rounder guys are off the board that we are starting to mm-hmm. get a few of these guys going cheaper than their average. Yeah. Um, and it's making me feel like my $40 spend on Jaron Jackson Jr. was a little <laughs> bit much <laughs> when I see players like Trey Young go for 35 and Donovan Mitchell go for 30. Um, so that's uh, a little bit of a regret of mine at this point, but this is what happens when you know you get a few of those big prices off the board early. Mm. Everyone starts to tighten up a little bit and focus on the guys that they really do want. Oh, my turn to nominate. Who are you throwing um, up here, Adam? Hmm. I'm going to go... Brunson. Yeah. Let's just see if uh, Raph and his New York Knicks hat is interested. <laughs> <laughs> Got to know who, who the teams everyone supports in your draft. See if they can go for just that extra couple of dollars. Raph is in on this, $21. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, at this price point, I don't think it's a bad idea to take a swing at all. So, um, Let me see where I would have him, Brunson. I think I'm a little bit down on Brunson this year. Probably, yeah, 22 might be about where I'd have him. Gone 25 here, so yeah, probably a little bit higher on him than I am. But again, he probably does fit what you're doing. Um. There you well, go, twenty five dollars. Didn't go. Are I, you trying to bid him up? I'll, yeah, I'll take him. But yeah, I was trying to see if we can get another dollar or two right. out of Madelinian. Is that but, is that something you often try to employ in terms of just trying to leak out some more money from other other managers? Or yeah, every once in a while is when you're at the money amount that I have left, you kind of have to entertain yourself a little bit somehow. So. You may be able to throw a wrench into things in terms of the, the auction as a whole, but yeah. I I don't know if it's because I'm just not as experienced in auction drafts, but mm-hmm. I, I I'm always very tentative to do that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to get my help myself caught out exactly. with a player yeah, that, that I don't want. Um, that's always the risk. Oh. Adam's in here, gone to twenty nine on Cade Cunningham. Don't let him bully you, Adam. No, it's all right. Oh, I, I, I didn't really want him. I, I took him in the last draft that we did, but that was because I missed out on Lamelo. So yeah. I got Lamelo in this one. Um, yeah. I do like Cade. I've got him on a lot of teams, too many. Um, but I'm okay to, to pass here. Bam, Adebayo is up on the board here. So he's at $7 now. He should, in my opinion, probably go... We talked about Jimmy Butler, his teammate going for 27. I'd probably rather Jimmy than Bam, so I'd probably have him around that 25-ish kind of a dollar mark. But again, with the uncertainty of the Damian Lillard trade, 21. Yeah, I'm just saying. I've got a question. Um, If Miami weren't, doesn't acquire Damian Lillard, like they've been talking about the possibility of Tyler Hero or, or Josh Richardson starting at the point. Mm. How would that impact your how you guys view Bam Adebayo, if at all? I think if the roster remained as it is right now, mm. that Bam would beat his current ADP slightly. Yeah. I think his assists would come up a little bit. I'm oh, I'm sorry, I'm up to nominate. Um, and I'm just going to throw Jimmy Harden up here just to see 
see how people react to this one. Um, just because I think when it, when Kyle Lowry came into the team, his assist just plummeted, and I'm expecting mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry to be a little bit more restricted this season. What, what are your thoughts, Kingy? Uh, yeah, look, I think if if Lillard doesn't come across, uh, they're not going to start Kyle Lowry. I think uh, I think they'd be stupid to do that. So having Tyler Hero or Josh Richardson running the point, I think they're going to have to run the offense through Bam a bit more. So I'd probably give him a slight bump because there's there's also no Gabe Vincent there um, yeah. to soak up some of those point guard minutes. So so yeah, I think I think Bam potentially could be a winner if. Uh, if Lillard doesn't end up coming across. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, but yeah, it's tough because I think he's, he's going in the 30s at the moment on snake drafts. He went for $22, which I actually don't think is too bad. Like, it's $5 cheaper than Jimmy Butler. Um, now, oh, I'm interested in this one here. I know you like Jordan Poole, so... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll be concentrating here. How much do I want to get him for if I look at my little notes here? Okay, I'd probably be happy to go up to 20. Oh, he's going up there. And again, this is a lot of people who follow me on Twitter. And on, uh, um, so they know that I'm keen on pool. So he's he's up there. I do need free throw percentage, though, for the punt build that I'm looking at. Oh, I'm going to sit out on this one, I think. $21. In my build, I've got him as a $27 player because of the punt steals. And he's not very good in that one, but I still think I can probably get some more value later. Where, where, what do you guys think of Pool this season? Are you as bullish as I am? I'm in a snake draft, pretty happy. I probably view him as a third round guy, hoping to get him later than that. But I think he's going to be big. Raph, what are your thoughts on Pool this season? I don't have him as high. Um, I think the usage and, and all that stuff will definitely go up in Washington, playing on a rebuilding team where he'll be one of the top offensive options, you know, with Kyle Kuzma. But I don't know, man. I I, get get a little hesitant when it comes to high-volume guys on bad teams because I kind of feel like they're going to end up hurting you in a different category. Like, field goal percentage could be an issue for Jordan Poole. It's going to be terrible. Um, But, again, it comes down to, I guess, are you punting that? Um, Now, Lucas Mm -hmm. B7 here has Kyrie, Desmond, and Bam. doesn't strike me as a big punt field goal percentage build, but, um, yeah, interesting. King, are you you big on him or? On, uh, who was the question? Jordan Poole. Um, Poole. uh, Look, I I am. I don't think anyone's as high on him as you are um, that I've heard, (laughs) but I'm... I am, but I feel like he's going to end up going too high for me. Like, I was happy to take him around sort of pick 50, um, but I feel like he's going to bump up inside, like into the third like round, I, I, potentially. I've got, him projected, I've got him projected to score about 25 points, three threes, yeah. less than five assists, less than a steal, um, 43% from the field, um, and 80, I've got him at 89% from the free throw line on seven attempts. That's where a lot of his value is for me. And then yeah. in a minus one setting, that comes out as 25th. In a nine-cat setting, that's 38th, which is close to where he's going. Yeah. But it just really goes to show that when you do take into the facts like punting and head-to-head teams, that his value is dramatically different. Um, and I think, I mean, those, I mean, tell me if you disagree, but I think those projections are 
relatively he could score 28 20 you know seven points a game and hit five yeah. and a half assists but um even if he doesn't do that he's still going to be top 30 in like that minus one kind of a setting yeah look i think probably the the only guy who might be as high on him as you is now i think it's zach um who <laughs> has come on my show a couple of times and projected that uh, Jordan Poole will lead the league in scoring this year. Oh. So he's, oh. he's, uh, he's, he's, it's a hot take, obviously, yeah. and, and I don't know yeah, if that's going to happen, but he, he is very high on him too. So now You're in on Fred Van Vliet here, obviously. Don't worry about his field goal percentage. You, you love his assists and steals and threes here, but you've been outbid. How high are you willing to go here for Fred Van Vliet? Uh, I don't know. I'd pro- I think I'll go to 30. Okay. Um, one in the clock down. See, yeah. So you should just get Zach on your show and just do a Jordan Pool podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a pool party <laughs> on on the show. Um, and he goes to your team. Okay, so how, how are you feeling with your squad so far here, Kingy? You've got a couple of couple of big assist guys and steal guys. As yeah. Well as um, so yeah, no. So look, assists, steals are pretty good. Threes are good. Um, probably need. I mean, I need to get another blocks guy. I've got Chet, but but he's not going to hold up my blocks category by himself. So uh, I do have a guy in mind um, who will get me those blocks, uh, and I probably need probably need some more rebounds. Um, it's it's tricky, like because as you said, like you, you target guys like Walker Kessler or Nick Claxton, they're going to get you zero threes, so that really drags down that category. So I like to get. That's why I like Jaron Jackson. It's why I like Chet, Wemby, because they, they get blocks and threes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are a few of those guys. Brooke Lopez is a cheaper one that I might be able to get at some point later. Um, yeah. So, no, look, I'm happy so far. I've got, I've got the guys that I wanted coming in. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's shaping up like a good, a good team there. Um, it's interesting that I sort of started hot and now I am left – except for the Redellian, who still has all of his money left um, mm. with the second most amount of money. And he's, he's finally getting in here on Paul George, but he's the only team with no players left. Raf, you've got the most amount of players, and the do you have the least amount of money? No, Dribbling Balls has less money than you, but you're the next least there. So, yeah, it is always interesting, people coming in with different strategies. Um, Raf, are you normally someone who goes hard early or... Or no, depends. I, I usually get a little skittish when it comes to that, those big money bids, and it, it's hurt me in the past in right. terms of not being willing to spend, and I end up with guys who are good, but they're not the prolific producers that you need in a fantasy league. So, yeah, I think this is kind of a departure from what I usually do. And if something hasn't worked in the past, why would you keep doing it? So. That's right. Yeah. Definition of insanity, they say. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I think that there's a there's a difficult balance. That's what, you know we talked about like these auction mm-hmm. mock drafts. It's it's the practice you need sort of what's mm-hmm. what is that balance? But it is it is different draft you know different drafts and, and different groups of people that you're with. So um, based on this one here, that those first round guys went for quite a lot, and then the spending has really slowed mm-hmm. down since then. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. I'm very happy for him to get bid up here. Let's get some money off the board. And there are 
can't pronounce his name. I'll, I'll call him Rad. Rad's gone back to back here with Paul George and Demar Derozan, so he's finally back on the. He's joined us here, and he's got two players there. One hundred fifty-six dollars left, so everyone's got some players now. Everyone's got at least two. I am still waiting for a few of my guys to come up here. What do we think about Carlton Towns this season? With um, you know, obviously he was a first round guy a couple of years ago. Went back and, and was quite injured last year. Kingy, do you expect him to bounce back or more of the same this year for for Cat? Uh, no, look, he's starting to grow on me. Um, I'm, oh, yeah, why not? You're in on um, this. Yeah, I think this is too high, but uh, yeah, look, I, I think he'll actually have a, a decent season. Um, oh. Yeah, you can have him for thirty. Um, he's he's coming off. Obviously, last season he was just injured basically the whole year. Um, I don't know. I feel like all the talk is about um, uh, all the talk is about Anthony Edwards. It's his team now. He's the future. But I, I think I feel like Towns may not agree. <laughs> I think <laughs> he, he's probably still of the opinion that he is their franchise guy and. Um, feel like he didn't get a chance to sort of back that up last season, and playing next to Gobert doesn't help him, obviously. But uh, I I think that he's being undervalued this season. I don't think he's going to get back to being top fifteen, top twenty like he was. But I think he could be a back end second rounder, and, and I'm seeing him go sort of outside the the second round into the third round. So. Yeah, I'm a, probably a little bit higher on him than than, and I've got a bit of a soft spot for him as well. I just think he's He's a fun player and um, complains a bit too much, but that's not unique to him. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to do that. I was going 25, but I didn't want to go 26. But G's got in there right before me. Um, oh, someone beat him. Someone get him. Someone get him. Ah, damn it. Okay. I got Larry Markin there for 26. <laughs> and I was hesitant on 25 as it was, but okay. That's all right. I'll adjust. Um so I've gone Larry Markin there again. I'm very conscious of, in my strategy, being very strong in free throw percentage with a couple of my more expensive guys because I want to get a few cheaper guys later that might hurt me there. So I'm trying to get some good free throws early. I don't know if I love that spend on Larry Markin though. Um, Cal Bridges is another guy that I do like. Let's have a look. I'd be willing to go... Oh, he's already at 26. Okay, no, I'm probably out on this one. Um, what do you guys think of Macau Bridges this season? Adam, you were in this one, but not anymore? Uh, I nominated him and oh, really, just to, really just to get some money off the board. Um, no, look, I, I'm, I think he'll have a good year. Uh, I do think that he's... I don't know, I'd like to see his defensive numbers come back. I think we saw last, yeah. last year as he took on more of an offensive role, um, his defence. So if he can find that balance and get back to being a, a strong defensive contributor as well, then I think he could be top top 20, uh, sort of middle of the, the second round. Um, but, yeah, I haven't got him taking him anywhere, but I, I still think he's going to have a good year. I mean, he's, he's the guy they're building around in Brooklyn at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think I wonder how much people are valuing his durability um, and maybe taking that too far um, yeah. he's not a guy that gets rebounds assists and like I said the defensive stats kind of fell off mm. um, 
the one thing I do really like about him, and maybe I maybe I value this too much. It seems to be a common theme with me, but his free throw rate and percentage there is is something that is worthwhile considering. Um, but I, I don't think he's a second rounder in snake drafts, where he often goes. Zion Williamson went for eighteen dollars. What do we think? What do we think about that, Raf? Zion, are you um, you in on Rip Zion this year? At, at that price point, I think that's a good good re- reach to take. Um, I don't think I would have gone very higher than that if I had the money, just because of the availability concerns. Um, he's one of those guys where if he's on the court, he can really give your fancy team a boost. As we saw, he gave the Pelicans a major boost while he was out there, but then he gets hurt and he's gone for three or four weeks or maybe the remainder of the season. So he's a, he's very much a risk-reward kind of fantasy player in my view. So even if I had the money to bid on him, I don't think I would have done it. Yeah, I think it's um, – it is hard. I've got this nagging feeling that he's going to play more games than we expect this season, but there's no science or any logic behind it. It is simply just gut feel, but um, – more just based on the fact that, yeah, he's obviously had a tumultuous off-season and hopefully that wakes him up and he starts taking his career a bit more seriously. But I could be way off. He could um, he could definitely go down in an injury again. Kristaps Porzingis, the Boston Celtics. Kristaps Porzingis goes for $23. So, again, I've spent 26 on Larry. Mikhail Bridges went for 28 Kristaps Porzingis went for 23 So I guess that's kind of around decent market value, maybe... Pozingas' value there, but... You're nominating gear, Mitch, just so you know. Let's get this guy up here. Sorry, chatting away. Um, Let's get Darius Garland off the board, get some more money off. I'm I'm very curious to see how hard you go on a certain player when when he's nominated. Okay. If there's one guy you're hotter on than than Jordan Poole, there's one player, I think. Oh, the the Mobley. Yeah, the 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 Koala. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I am pretty keen on, on, on Mobley. I mean, you've got to plant your fag somewhere, but... Yeah, I think you've talked me into him a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I was high on him. Like, I, I, I like him, um, but he's, I think he's slowly creeping up my ranks as well. Yeah. Again, the thing is, obviously, a lot of people on this in this mock draft room that listen to my podcast and follow me on mm. Twitter, so I wonder if I've talked any of them into him as well, so... <laughs> Have to always see what he goes for. Darius Gallant goes for twenty-one. I think that's reasonable. Yep, that's reasonable. There. I mean, only three dollars more than Zion. So that's that's interesting. Jakob Pertl. He's a guy that I've always loved, and I think he's criminally underrated most years. I wonder if he'll go for cheap here. Yeah, you know, I got him in Josh's mock, uh, the sixteen-team one he did on uh, whenever he did that. And I think I took Pirtle at around pick 60, um, which is higher than he's been going, but, but I'm fine to take him there. He is, he is just so solid. And when he, went to, when he went to Toronto, like numbers were great. Um, and I just think that he's, he's underrated every year. He gives you good assists for a centre guy. Um, $11. Yeah. If you look, I think last year, I, I know I looked this up during the draft, he, he finished sort of, Top seventy or something for the year, I think, and yeah. but he he was terrible in San Antonio. So 
if you if you take that portion of the season out, uh, sorry, in San Antonio, yeah, so when he was in Toronto, he was probably a top 40 player. His, minute, without... his minutes came up as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, $11, I probably should have got in on that. Um, that's a bit of a steal, Ooh, in my opinion. Kawhi Leonard. He should get some money off, surely. In my build, he's about a $30 player, but he should go for more. All right, let's, let's stop stuffing around here, guys. Come on, get him up, get him up. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, maybe. I'll get him for 20. How high do I want to go? I mean, I'm not... I don't want his steals. I don't really care for his... Yeah, come on, guys. Get him at least to 30. He should be at least up to 30 here. Oh... I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh, Adam's in. Oh, for twenty for twenty three bucks. Yeah, I think. What? Who? Who do you think is more of, like in in a snake draft? Who, who do you think would go first between Kawhi and Paul George? And, and in an auction, who would you pay more for Kawhi or Paul George? Just in a on a blanket kind of view. I'd take Kawhi first, but I think Paul George will go first in most situations. Mm, okay. I have more confidence in Paul George's availability. I do. I just I think Kawhi. I mean, we saw it last season. He's a first round player. Um, he's when serious. He, when that um that that one ran right down to the uh, to the last one second, and three people went at the exact same time, and it went right up to four dollars. Um, and then Adam's just going to come in here and say, "Move out of the way, boys! I've got him for five. I'll take Mel- Melton for five. Yeah, I think in your build, that's that's very yeah. solid. I have no interest in his steals. So yeah, steals, out of position blocks. He'll hit a couple of threes. He'll get some, some assists. So. Ralph, um, did you think you were, he was going to slide on through there? You were. <laughs> yeah, that's why I threw him up there. I was hoping, you know, I'd kind of sneak in like a, a $1 or $2 <laughs> bid, and obviously it didn't work out there, but. That's kind of what you're left to do at this point. Yeah, sometimes sometimes that can that can go through. Um, I personally, my strategy is to wait on those guys a little bit later when more money's mm-hmm. off the board. But I have seen it work where you have a few good, more expensive players come off, and then um, and then you just throw a random cheap guy in there, and he, he gets through for a good value. Yeah, not to happen that time. Oh, what am I wanting to do here? Oh, Rudy Gobert, 14. Purtle for 11. All right, we are back. Let's unpause this draft. Um, oh, maybe I can't. Maybe I have to wait 40 seconds for this thing to count down. All right, so we were... Who's on the, the thing here? Jarrett Allen is up for... What's he at? $8.00. Uh, any interest from any of you guys here for Jarrett Allen at this point? I'm pretty down on Jarrett Allen, as you mentioned before, Kingy, with the um, the hype that I have for um, mm. someone like an Evan Mobley. I think that will come at the expense of Jarrett Allen. But what what are your guys' thoughts on Allen this season? Oh, I think he'll be fine, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like he may have peaked. Um, I just don't know how much better he can get because I don't see him sort of adding much to his offensive arsenal. And as you said, Mobley is ascending. Um, 
So I think he's he's fine, but I don't I don't really see a lot of upside for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's the difference between Jared Allen and Jalen Duran or Mark Williams or yeah. some of these guys that are going in snake drafts thirty spots later than him? Um, yeah, I, I just think he's he's a decent center. He'll give you good center numbers, but yeah, how valuable is that really? He's, I also wonder if Cleveland's going to have to make a decision at some point um, between him and Mobley. Because I, 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 I don't know if if they can have a title contender with both of those guys figuring prominently in the rotation. Um, maybe they look into possibly getting trade value for Al. You know, I, I think Mobley has a higher ceiling, so maybe that will make them more inclined to hold on to him long term. But yeah, I think you know, I, Donovan Mitchell still got a couple years left in his contract, but I'd imagine that Cleveland would want to set everything up that they possibly can, so that when the time comes, that Mitchell will be all in on re-signing with Cleveland. And I think they may have to consider potentially parting with Jared Allen to get more pieces, you know, on that team for a, a bona fide contender. I think that's exactly um, like my thought process as well. I think that's definitely a, a real risk this season. And obviously with how they flamed out in the playoffs very disappointingly last year, that that's definitely something that they should be considering if they're not. Um, and I also think that the signing of George Niang is a way for them to at least trial that a little bit before actually pulling the trigger on a trade. You know, having yeah. that floor space out there at the four with Mobley at the centre is a way that they could at least test the waters there. And if that works, then maybe, okay, why are we why are we paying all this money to someone like Jared Allen and, you know, when we can get some more scoring and floor mm-hmm. spacing out there. Chris Paul just goes for $10. What do we think about that one in terms of, of value, Kingy? Do you think that's high, low? I've got no interest in him on my team, obviously, with steals and uh, assists on punting, but... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I got him, so I'm hoping that ten bucks is is good. I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think from a yeah from a general valuation point build, of view, it's, like it's, punting points, punting percentages, I just some assists and threes and steals. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he wasn't top of my list again, but I'm happy to take him for that price. Yeah, I think I think it's a decent price. Um, he looks like he's going to start at this point. Is oh, here we go. Oh, here um, we go. Right. <laughs> I think that he, yeah, Chris Paul should start, at least from what we're hearing from a, oh, look how fast people are bidding on this guy. Um, from an ego point of view, I don't know if that's going to be a good thing for the Warriors or not. This, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. People are just going to bid him up. Go on, how high do I actually want to go from him? 18. I think that's still a decent price. 19 for Raf. Getting in there, just bidding him up. I haven't even gone in on this. Raf's got nineteen dollars on. Do you want him, Raf? Yes, I do. Twenty dollars. Uh, yeah. Snakes at the last minute. I'm, I'm going to be out on this one. I think. I think I'll. Wait. Oh, yeah. Sort of scrolling back through here, like looking at players, similar players, what they went for. Um, oh, it's my turn to nominate. Uh, let's go. Let's go this guy. Uh-huh. All right, so just scrolling back up through players, Porzingis went for 23. Mobley went for 20. Would you rather Mobley over Porzingis? I'd rather Mobley, for sure. 
I'd rather Mobley over him. I'd rather Mobley over uh, Bam, who I think went for more. Um, yeah. No, I think I think twenty is good. I think twenty is good. Um, yeah, very interesting. Um, Carly Towns went for thirty, so ten dollars more. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Um, no, I'm 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 all aboard it. I think that he is definitely someone. And I fell asleep at the wheel and just saw that Zach Levine went for $15, which I probably should have got in on. But that's the perils of doing a, a mock draft and an auction at the same time. Um, all right. Who is coming up now? I am two spots away from nominating. So I'm looking at my team here. I've still only got the three players here. Um, looking very strong in threes, points, free throw percentage. My rebounds, Okay. Blocks are okay with JJJ, but probably could strengthen those. Drew Holiday, I've got no interest in. Any of you guys interested in Drew here? King, he might fit your build here. Are you getting in on this one? Uh, no, look, I think, I think I'm think i okay. I've got I've got Lamelo, D'Anthony Melton, Fred Van Fleet, Chris Paul. I think I'm pretty good for assists at steals now. Yeah. Um, Saving you dollars for some of those yeah, guys. I probably need to get some rebounds and blocks. Uh, and threes because Melton's not a big Melton and, and Chris Paul aren't big three point guys. So uh, yeah, I probably need some some threes and rebounds and blocks. Yeah. His rebounds and blocks. His rebounds and blocks right here. <laughs> um, what am I willing to go up for, Mark Williams? I'm okay going six. I can do that. That won't break the bank. I can do eight. Can I do ten? Um, I can probably do ten. All right, I'm probably out here now. Um, I think... where, Where do you guys value... Mark Williams this season, do you think he's going to be a guy that comes out and plays 31 minutes, 30 minutes a night, or do you think he's more of like a 25 to 28 minute a night starter? I like Mark Williams. I don't like his franchise. Um, <laughs> or his coach. That's pretty much how I can say, yeah. Well, the coach isn't the one who decided to re-sign P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. And even though... Neither of those guys is a true center. Like, we may see Washington play some minutes at that spot. I'm just worried that they have so many players at that those three and four positions that Williams may suffer a little bit. Even if it's not in the minutes department, maybe he doesn't get the touches that you would want him to get, you know, playing that two-man game with the mellow ball. So I think that's my concern there because you still have Gordon Hayward in the mix too. Brandon Miller, second overall pick. He's going to have to get some some run in there too. So, yeah, I, I really like Williams as a player. I just don't like what they're doing down there in Charlotte. The other thing with Williams that I will say is last year when he moved to a starting role, his block rate compared to what he was on the bench actually fell away a fair bit. He mm-hmm. averaged the same amount of blocks, I think, playing like 16 minutes on the bench as he did playing 25 minutes as a starter. Yeah, um, which we often do see with players that when they get more minutes, their block rates go down, especially they're trying not to foul as much. Um, mm. So we we kind of think of him as an elite shot blocking kind of a guy, and I don't I don't actually know if that's 
100% accurate, and I'm going to be interested in this player here. Um, how high am I willing to go on a Turner? So we had Mobley go for 20. I think they're probably similar. Um, I've got him at 22 at the moment. I am, again, conscious of my free throw percentage. Go away, Rad. Hmm. All right, I'll go one more. Oh, Adam. Snakes me. Um, I'm going to go one more and then, oh. and then I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go one more and then I'm out. If, if you want him, Adam, if you, you go one more, you have him. He's yours. I'm capping out at 20. Oh, <laughs> I talked you into it. Now I'm going to go again. No, I'll let you have him. I'll let you have him. Yeah, it's probably probably a slight overpay. Just looking sort of sort of in a vacuum, but as I said, I need rebounds, blocks, threes, and he yeah, does all of them. He does all of those. Um, yes. He's not a massive rebounding guy, so I probably still need some boards because he's probably only going to be sort of a bit like Jaron Jackson. He's more like an eight rebounder, not seven and a half, not a not an eleven or ten. Um, but I've got some guys in the back of my mind. Yes, 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 yes. Pascal Siakam, is he one of those guys? He's not for me. Uh, no, he's not. I'm very down on Siakam this year. I think he's just... Um, I don't know, sometimes it gets overrated when it comes to f- category league rankings. I've always liked the fact that he's center eligible on Yahoo for those um, heavy punt builds where you're punting the big man stats and he gives you the points and assists. But outside of that, I think he's often overrated. Um, or dribbling balls. Is he is he auto drafting now? He's uh well he's back. Oh he's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just stepped out and then the auto just wanted him to get get Pascal. Um I'm sure he's happy about that because he would have been left with no money on his team at all. Mm-hmm. So Rad is now getting in here. So he was the last player to the last person to get a player on his team and then he grabbed Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, and Kawhi Leonard. It looks like he's exclusively looking for forwards on his team at the moment. Um, but all of those guys at a decent value. He's still got $109 left and he's already got four guys who you'd probably consider top four rounds in a snake draft. So I think he's having a good draft so far. Um, the Rattaladian. OG... This looks like you're kind of a guy here. Um, Kingy, why don't you beat him up? Uh, no. No, I'm good. You good? Uh, yeah. Good I, don't, I don't want to get him accidentally. <laughs> it happened to well, it happened to a couple of players already, a couple of guys already this draft. So, How high are you going here, Raf? Um, you're at 18 now. I think we're going to go to 20. Okay, okay. Going to... 18 now. I think you might get him here at 18. That leaves you with $14 for how many? Seven. So you've got average of $2 left for your <laughs> last few picks here. Maximum spend of... what? What's your maximum spend then? Um, if you've got seven. Uh, eight dollars. Seven or eight dollars, yeah. Okay. Eight dollars, yeah. yeah. Right. So it looks like you'll be chilling here. Oh, here's a guy I'm interested in. I'm very keen on Duran. <laughs> I who do you guys prefer, Mark Williams or Jalen Duran this season? I like Duran. I think he's. You look at Detroit's front court. He may be the one sure thing. 
Um, they're still trying that Isaiah Stewart at the four experiment. I don't know if that's going to work, but I feel like I feel more secure with Darren's situation within that rotation. And, and also, I think he won't have as much to deal with as Williams could potentially have to deal with, as, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Jeez, I'm, I'm really struggling here. Um, oh, no, I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I was I was in at about 10 or 11. But, yeah. um, what did Mark I, Williams go? Mark Williams went for 11 and Duran went for 13. Yeah, I prefer Duran as well. Yeah, I think I'm more sold on his floor um, than a Mark Williams. And I think I actually am also more sold on his upside because I think he can just do more passing and scoring. And I could be I could be wrong, but he hit some threes in summer league, yeah. Did he? I wouldn't expect much of that, but I'm sure he did. Yeah, right. Okay. So obviously we're not relying on him as a three point scorer, yeah. but I think there is just, scope for him to add that to his game at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I don't think Williams like like I said, Jared Allen, I don't see him doing that. Um, but Duran I think can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that that offensive upside is just is just much more there compared to a Williams where I just don't think he's ever going to develop that. He's, he's always going to be a rim-running, lob-threat kind of a big... Uh, and and like how I old said, is Duran? Is he still 19? Yeah, he's still 19. He's not a, not, a, not 20 yet. Ridiculous. He's a, he's a mountain of a man as well. Yeah, he is. Um, so that's, that, that is actually kind of almost as well a bit of concern as my, of mine. Is like He is still super young. Um, mm. So I'm conscious of getting too caught up in just expecting the world from him, maybe... Because I often do get excited and maybe are a year early on some of those young guys, so yeah, that is another thing that I'm conscious of not going too high on. Paolo Boncaro here, he's at twelve dollars. He's got a really wide range of outcomes, in my opinion, uh, especially for category leagues. I really love him for points leagues. I think he's going to go crazy in that format. But in category leagues, he just has a lot of holes in his game, despite being a twenty-three points per night kind of a guy. Um, do we think he, he could play a bit of centre, backup centre, like he did in the World Cup, Raph? Um, I think he can. Uh, they got rid of Ball Ball, so that's one person who's out. Um, I don't know how much they'd be willing to do it because then you're looking at, okay, who else? How do you slide down the other pieces in the rotation? Like, I think if Franz Wagner could slide down into the four for stretches, but at that point, you're looking at some younger guys on the wings that really haven't proven themselves. So I don't know if they'd be willing to do that too much with Bancaro right now. If like a, a Jet Howard surprises a lot of people in his rookie year and steps up and earns like credible minutes, maybe it happens. But I don't know if Orlando has the shooting to kind of be able to do that. Yeah, they do have a funky roster. Um, and they've also come out recently and said that uh, they're looking potentially to trade away Cole Anthony, who was one of their only <laughs> good shooters on that team as well. So um, maybe they just hate shooting and just want a team of players that don't don't like to shoot. Shangoon went for $16 there, which actually could be really, really good value. Um, $16 when Duran went for $13. Yeah, I think that could be really good value. I- I'm on the optimistic side for Shangoon. I know he's got a wide range of outcomes. But I think that I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good this season. What do you, what do you think, Kingy? Because I know a lot of people are very up and down on Shangun. 
Yeah, Shingoon's pretty polarizing still. Um, probably of all the all the guys that where there's a bit of uncertainty about, he's probably the the one with the most uncertainty because we just new coach, um, new squad, like a lot of changes made there. Um, yeah, he could be if he if he plays thirty three minutes, he could be top forty easily, top thirty. If he plays twenty six minutes, he could be top seventy, top eighty. So there's there's a, a wide range of uh, outcomes, I think, for him. Um, I'm going to nominate. I'm nominating for a dollar, so Raf can put a bit in. <laughs> Give him a taste. No. <laughs> uh, I got Josh Giddy there for $12 too. I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, I think your team's shaping out quite nicely here at the moment, King. I like the build that you've gone with. Um, you look like you're pretty set. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For assists there. Yep. Um, Uh, Out of position rebounds as well. Lamelo will get some boards. Giddy will get some boards. Um... Milton, he'll chip in occasionally. But, yeah, I still do need some blocks. Uh, although I've got Turner and Holmgren, so I, I've got probably rebounds. Anyway. I'm going to get in on Randall here. Actually, I'm regretting that now. Oh, well, he's on my team. All right, here we go. We've got Julius Randle there. I think in terms of, you know, the scoring, the threes, I think he's going to be safe there. $12, um, you know, similar to a Duran, cheaper than Parlo. I'd, I'd rather Randle than Parlo, uh, I think, because at least pa- uh, Randle gives me those threes. Um, so I'm not too upset there. Not necessarily someone I was targeting, but I do need his rebounds. What I do need now is some field goal percentage. So Jalen Brown, or Jalen Brown just went for 19. Um, do you think, I think I was talking with uh, with Robin on his show about uh, Porzingis, and do you see the Celtics trying to feature Porzingis a little bit more than than probably first thought? Like I, I just think he brings such a new element to their game uh, offensively replacing Marcus Smart with Porzingis, it, it opens up the court. It, it, so I could see them actually trying to play Porzingis as option one, well, maybe not one, 1A alongside Tatum and or Brown at, at times. Um, so while I do think Porzingis takes a hit, 
I, I still think that he, he's going to feature quite heavily and not just simply be the third option all the time. Um, I think I'm just throwing out Paul Reed here because I want to see Ooh. where he goes. Um, <laughs> throwing a bit of a hype guy in there. Um, I think that because the team is so shallow, you're going to get... Oh, I'm just watching what Paul Reed does here. So he's oh. at four... Raph almost had him there for three. <laughs> um, I think. I think. Obviously, you, you've got you've got Brown and Tatum. I don't think that they're going to change too much. They're still going to be the main two guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Porzingis, I think, will be worse than he was in Washington, but I think it won't be as much as maybe we fear. Mm. Um, just because the team is so, like, they've got a strong seven, but yeah. outside of that, there's really not a lot else in terms of like give them the ball, go score kind of a guys. Like you've yeah. got Al Horford, you've got Derek White, you've got um, Rob Williams. Um, these guys are not players who... Damn it, I clicked bid there and I didn't get it. Vassell for $5, yeah, am I seeing that right? Oh, that's, that's a steal. That is ludicrously low. I was um, talking too much and I didn't even watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> I just I must have just missed it by half a second. Oh, that's terrible by me. Um <sighs> Wow. Okay, that's the steal of the draft. What's Vassell to you? Like $5, obviously, is great. How high would you go on Vassell? I'm not interested in his steals at all, but if... oh, He should have gone for at least $10 there. Yeah. At least. And more if I actually cared about his um, steals and assists. That one slipped through the cracks. Um yeah, these, these mock drafts auctions are hard. <laughs> I, I will say I'm struggling more than I thought I would. Um, all right, Jamal Murray is going at, what is he, at $15 at the moment. I think he's sometimes getting undervalued at the moment because he was coming off that ACL to start last season and really got it cracking in the second half of the year. He was sort of top 40, which is where he's been most of his career. So I think that, I mean, he's up at $19 here at the moment, which is probably about right, but... In snake drafts, I think he's going a little bit later than he should. What do you go for there? Nineteen dollars. It's year two after an ACL, and we've seen a lot of guys over the years kind of blow up in that second year back. So, Mm. yeah, I agree with you. I think he is being drafted too low in snake drafts. Yeah, he's just he's just solid. Was that the year that Levine blew up? Was that his second year after his ACL? It it might have been. Yeah, I think you might be right there. yeah, I think we, we see it a lot in terms of players. I think Clay Thompson last year as well, um, he had an yeah. underrated season. Um, had some really big games during the, during the regular season, and that was his second year back after his Achilles slash ACL injury. Um, so, yeah, Shaden Sharp for $2. Not bad. I do worry that even Man. if Lillard is traded, he still... I don't know. He's a tough one. He's still got that mystery box about him. Derek White. He's another one, I think, that's been not overvalued, but he's been drafted at value. Uh, He's sort of, yeah, I'm I'm happy to take him at at around 70, but he's going higher than that in in some spots. Derek White. I have him as a $4 player, and he goes for a $4 player. I think in, in another another build, that that's actually decent value. But in, yeah. in my build, I'm not super keen on that. But for $4, I think that's that's 
that's not over for sure. No, four dollars closer to eight or nine. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys going for value here, and a lot of guys going for value that I don't want, which is not <laughs> is not good when it comes to auction drafts because it means the guys that I do want, a lot of people else will still have money to spend on. So I don't particularly think I'm going too well in this mock draft here. I will throw $12 on Bradley Beal, though. 14 Um. Oh, see... I'm still waiting on several guys. I've got so many guys that still are on my target list that haven't come up yet. And I'm just mindful of saving some coin for them. But there are a lot of guys going for a decent value, I think, at this point. 16 for Beal. So even that's that's low, I think. What do you you guys think on on Beal in that sort of a spot? Uh, What do you go for? 16? 16. Uh... Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, Jamal Murray went for nineteen. Um, yeah, it probably feels about right. It still makes that Vassell for five dollars look ridiculous. Um, that's going to haunt me. That's that's one of those ones where you're just not paying attention, and everyone was just switching off at the same time. Uh, no, I think sixteen for Beal is about right, and and. Phoenix, I mean, they've added some depth. I still wouldn't call them a deep team. So if if Durant goes down at any point or Booker, and Booker has had some issues with soft tissue injuries the last few years, um, then Beal could straight away step into to that role of being the first or second option rather than the third. All right, here we go. This is a guy I'm interested in. Let's see how much Daniel Gafford goes for. Stop bidding, guys. Chill. How high am I willing to go on Gafford? I'd go. I'd go seven. Let's do that. I do need the field goal percentage. I do need the blocks. Come on, come on. Hey, okay. I'm pretty happy with that. Seven dollars for Daniel Gafford. And I think Walker. Sorry, what, who, who was it? Mark Williams went for thirteen, and Duran went for I think eleven or twelve. 11, yeah. yeah. So, getting him for a few dollars cheaper than those guys, I'm pretty happy about. I was hovering over the bid button that I'll let you have. <laughs> let me have a win. Um, Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'll, I'll get in on this. This could be a point guard eligible player for me. Which I am conscious of making sure I fill. Um, Okay, was he at eight? How high am I going? I'll go nine, and that'll be as high as I go, I think, for Hero. Just because, again, I'm conscious of getting those players in my punt assist steals build that can be in my point guard position. So now I've got him and Steph who are going to give me really good scoring, free throw percentage, and threes. Don't care that they don't give me steals. So I'm happy that those are filled now, and I can concentrate a lot on some bigs and wings. All right. I'm going to go – actually, I'm going to nominate him for a dollar. Just – I don't want to bid, start him at a bid that I don't actually want. Because <laughs> I don't want him. Kuzma is someone I'm interested in. I think he's going to go nuts when it comes to scoring. He will hurt both my percentages, though. Yeah, I'm going to let him go from here. I think... 
I think he can score close to 23, 24 points a night. Mm. Get you I thought he f- rebounds. I thought he flashed a little bit of playmaking last year too. Not not much, but previously he'd basically been no assists at all. I think there's a little bit of room. He had that to weird stretch, I think, two years ago where he was averaging like five, six assists for like yeah. three or four weeks there. Um, regressed a bit last year, but still, yeah, has that, that flash that he can show, which, you know, a couple of years ago I would never have thought, but um, he'll obviously have the opportunity and role on this team this season. All right, who do we got here? Jabari Smith Jr., my guy from last year, um, which didn't go so well. No, I, I'm somewhat interested in him. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw five dollars there. I think he can step up. He's got a coach that's actually going to run in some plays. Mm. I'll let him go for six. I was just happy to go five. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll let him go. Again, you think about threes as a category. You can get that a bit later. So what have I got? I've got $55 left to fill out another seven spots. Okay, so we should be able to get some pretty good players here as I just calculate. So that $8 average. On Yeka Kongu, I will go $6 there. Do you guys think that, uh, Raf, do you think he's going to start at some point this season? Um, I think it's possible, but I think much more likely we're going to continue to see that same timeshare between he and Clint Compella. Maybe the numbers in terms of minutes are more even than they were last season, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's a lock that Okongu is just going to replace him in the starting lineup. Now there may be a competition during the preseason, but I'm not one to assume that Capella is just going to be out of there and coming off the bench right away. Who do you think is oh, – I've got a question for you. Who do you think is more likely to be traded, Clint Capella or Jarrett Allen? It's a good question. Uh, I think Capella. I think I think it's close. I think, both, I think it's close, yeah. I think both could be traded. Um, I think I'm going to say Allen, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I think it could depend on where – when the time comes, where the team is sitting, like yeah. what's their record, what's their, yeah. have they got injuries, that sort of thing. Because I feel like if they're, like if Cleveland are second in the East somehow, third in the East, they wouldn't want to trade him and and mm-hmm. sort of mess that up. But if they're sitting down in sort of eighth and underachieving, then, oh, uh, oh. this is the guy I've been waiting for. Um, how high do I want to go on him? Okay. Adam, you can kindly sit down and out of this one if you if you want cuz uh, <laughs> I want him on my team. And I'm not normally a big Walker Kessler guy, but he is obviously the biggest source of blocks and field goal percentage left on the board, I would say. Yep. And he is getting bit up appropriately. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep going here. We're gonna keep going here. I do need what he would give me. Yeah, if I if I didn't have Turner and Holmgren, I'd probably be in on this. But 
I don't really, I don't, like his value is obviously buoyed by high, high block numbers. Um, so I can probably get away with focusing a little bit more on, on, uh, on other categories and not the blocks, but he's at 22. Oh, <laughs> oh Paz, piss off. Um, all right, I'm going one more. I'm going to go one more. That's that's it. Paz, if you want him, you can have him for 25. But He does. He does want him. Damn it. <laughs> okay. All right, well, at least I've got some more money off there. Um, I'm going to have to yeah. really concentrate. I mean, how am I looking here? I, did, I do have JJJ. I've got Gafford there. So blocks are strong. It's more his rebounds and field goal percentage that I'm after, which there are a few other guys that I can Here's get. some blocks if you want to. Get down on Brook Lopez. Yeah, it was more the rebounds and field goal percentage for me. Um, okay. Because I have concentrated a lot on getting some of those other stats earlier, um, whilst also getting a JJJ and a Gafford, who will give me more blocks, but not as many rebounds. But I've got a few other targets. A few other targets to have a look at. All right. Raf, you are nominating. Who are you going to throw up here? I'm going to nominate Markel Fultz. Oh, this is surely aimed at King of Year. <laughs> so, oh, King, you got $50 left. $40. I'll just, I'll just going to hold down the offer button. <laughs> $40 on, on Fultz here, surely. Oh, no. I mean, I have a limit. I, I, obviously, I can't get too excited. I can So... So, I, mean, I, can't so again, I know so. I know you're high on Fultz, Kingy. What's what's your as I I don't want to distract distract you from your, your bidding process here, but I'm gonna go one more. What's what's oh. your reasoning for having Fultz as one of your my guys this season? What's your what, uh, where do you think he improves? Oh look, I think I think just what I saw from him last season, I didn't get him there for, for twelve, but I don't really need assistance steals, which is the only reason. Um Another guy who who is what coming like second year or whatever off a major injury, so another guy that could take that leap. Um, just I think to me the start he had to his career, which we all know is terrible. Um, he was basically written off at, at one point. He, his ability, I just think his mental strength and and ability to come back from all of that adversity and turn himself into, I'd consider him. A, an elite, I wouldn't, not elite up there with the Steph Curry though. He's certainly not up there, but I think he's a really good point guard. Um, he's he's decent from the free throw line now. That's not an issue. Um, doesn't hit a lot of threes, but he can hit threes, but he can get to the basket. Really good facilitator. I just hope, as with a few of these guys we've talked about, that the Magic prioritise him and don't, it's like play Cole Anthony over him. They've got Anthony Black there now, so there there is a little bit of concern. But I just I just think he looks their offense clicks so much better when he's on the floor. So uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really high on him. I think he could be top fifty, top sixty. Do you think the Cole Anthony news helps his case, or does it change your opinion much of him, or are you already kind of valuing? Yeah, him? yeah, it doesn't change my opinion too much. It it, it it's nice. Like I think it's. Yeah, it, it reassures me a little bit, but um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't change too much. 
I just grabbed uh, one of the more boring players in the NBA in DeAndre Ayton there. Um, again, I needed rebounds. I needed field goal percentage. I don't care about assists and steals, which he obviously does zero in. So, fingers crossed he decides he wants to block shots this season. Um, but I'm pretty happy to get him there. Brandon Ingram is someone who I am also interested in, although he is an injury-prone player. Mm. I think I'm happy to let him go at this point. Um, do you guys think that DeAndre Aiden, he's been in a, a few trade talks recently with the with the Damian Lillard um, yep. deal. So do you think if Aiden is traded that that, like, would that change your evaluation on him? Right now, in a, in a snake format, I think he's probably 60s kind of a range. Do you think that that changes if he is moved, or is he still going to be DeAndre Ayton that we've seen for the last few seasons? Raft, what are your thoughts? I think he, his value would be boosted some. He's never been a good shot blocker, and I don't think that's going to change. But if you were to go somewhere where he was more of a priority offensively, I think that could give him a slight boost. Um, my one concern for him in Phoenix is that they don't really have an established point guard. Like, obviously, you got Devin Booker, you got Bradley Beal, who will probably take on some of those playmaking responsibilities. But trade Chris Paul, trade campaign, who's left? I know there's been some conversations about Eric Gordon playing some minutes at the point, but when you're a big like Aiton where you have to rely on other people to get you in spots where you can be successful, not having that elite point guard on the floor could be problematic for you offensively. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, I could see it going either way with him, um, especially in a team like Portland where there's a lot in flux. There's a lot changing at the time. Andrew Wiggins goes on here, and I was listening to um, one of your uh, – the Tank Me Later, I think it was, that um, Noah Rubin's now doing. He's he's put forward a very strong case for Andrew Wiggins being very under, undervalued in mm-hmm. um, in fancy leagues, and it, it actually got me thinking a little bit more because he's not really someone that I considered too much before listening to that podcast the other day. Um, did you have a chance to listen to that one, Kingy? Uh, or, or? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think Wiggins is – I think people still – when they think of Wiggins, they think of what he was doing in Minnesota and um, – oh, am I going to bid here? Uh, I think they're, they're still hung up on, on, on his – what he can't do as opposed yep. to what he can do. Like I still think there's that mindset. So I have to nominate. Um, yeah, look, I think last season he was a bit of a, I wouldn't say he was forgotten, but he was, he was out for that. Oh, it was a, it was a decent amount of time with, with all of the personal issues going on. People almost forgot about him last year. So I think he's just one of those guys that you're going to get to, the range that he gets picked in, pick 80, you're going to look and go, eh, Wiggins, he's an option, but I like this guy a little bit more. Yeah. This guy's got a bit more upside. So he'll just, he'll slide and slide and slide until he's, until there's a ton of value when you can get him at pick 100. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think he's, uh, and, hold on, it's not my turn. Um, I think he is someone that, I mean, there was, there were stretches last year where he was sort of top, like 40, top 35. Mm. Um, yeah. 
which is interesting. Terry Rozier nominated here. Um, hopefully, we're expecting a bit of a bounce back in his efficiency with LaMelo Ball playing more games this season, which I think helps him. Conscious that his usage might drop and his assists might drop, but previous couple of years, he was sort of like top 40 value. Low turnovers, which boosts his rankings, but yeah. um, I guess there's some optimism him coming back up. You're in on this one, King? Yeah, look, because I don't care about his percentages. Um, True. And he'll get me. He'll get threes. We, look, we know he's going to shoot. Um, I probably won't go much higher than this because I don't need his points. He'll get some assists with Lamelo there. He, he won't get as many assists, but um, for eight bucks, I'm happy to get him. He could be top top fifty, top sixty. Um, so yeah, again, he, he wasn't a guy that was top of my list, but he fills a need for me um, with his perimeter scoring. So. Still need to get some rebounds, though. Raf, what do you think in Boston? Who do you think is going to be starting next to Porzingis in that front court? It's a good question. Um, I assumed Robert Williams, but you know, it was on Josh's podcast, and he made a good point about Al Horford in terms of you know the facilitation abilities on offense, and then defensively, him being out there could allow Porzingis to play kind of like more of a, a free safety type role. Uh, we see Robert Williams handle that role more often than not, you know, with their, their previous rotation. So, I don't know, maybe. I assume Williams just because he's younger, but then again, he can't seem to stay healthy. So, maybe that still gives out Al Horford a shot. I think that's something that's up in the air, personally. I don't really know. I lean Williams, but it would not surprise me given the, the conversation I had with Josh that if Al Horford was that guy, just because of the, the versatility he brings offensively, and he's not a bad defensive big man either. Yeah, I think, um, personally, I think you're going to see more playing time with Robert Williams and Puzingas on the same, mm-hmm. on, the, on the floor together. I think Robert Williams gets underrated in his ability to guard perimeter players. He actually is very very smart at using his length. And whilst he's not the quickest foot speed guy, he can give you like two or three meters and still be able to block your shot because his wingspan is just ridiculous. And he uses that very well. Um, And I think that I'm not as worried as maybe some other people are in terms of those two being paired on the same, on the court together. And... um, I think Al Horford, like he was out basically every back-to-back last year. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that again this year. So um, even if Horford does start every back-to-back, you're going to get those two starting again. So I think they're all going to be playing around that sort of high 20s in minutes for the most part, which for Robert Williams, who I just drafted for, for $10, I think is enough for him to have pretty good value. So I've addressed the rebounds, field goal percentage, need that I had a couple of picks ago. So that is looking good. Now I need to just make sure that my points go don't go too far. Here we go. Ben Simmons. Surely this is someone you're looking at here, Kingy, although your assists and steals are looking pretty good. Uh, they are. I've almost feel like I've just got to take him out of principle. Um, <laughs> so high on him. But yeah, look, I don't really need... Oh... He's um he's an interesting case. He 
I'm trying not to get too biased, and and I said this before, King, and you would you would agree with this. Like a lot of people might accuse us of being Australians and and pumping him up, but yeah, he's not the most popular player in Australia here, as you would know. King. No, he, <laughs> he's, he's not. He, he doesn't have a big fan base here because of his. Uh, Lack of commitment to our, our national team. So I hope that no. is clear for everyone out there that us Aussies are not just pumping him up because he's one of ours. No, no, he's. I, I think if if you had to if you had to sum up his the the national opinion, if you sort of consensus, it would be a negative one. Yeah. Like he, he's yeah. not viewed positively at all. No. Um, for me, it's. I mean, it's cool that he's Australian, but for me, it's more about just what he can do on the court and. The fact that I think he's hit rock bottom uh, in terms of like the expectations are, are not there anymore. Yeah, um, so low. it's yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm interested in Capella. You nearly went for two dollars there. Um. He did. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did a Kongwu go for? Out of while well, I hover over the the bid button, yeah, you went for eight. Eight. Okay. I'm happy with five here. Oh, should have said that. Um, what do I want him for? I'll let him go here, I think, actually. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, I don't need him. I've got I've got another couple of guys that I'm... I don't need his blocks. Um, probably do need a third shot blocker, though. $7 for Clint Capella. I think we still have a lot of teams with a decent chunk of money here. Um, so it is interesting to see who people are saving their, their money for because we are starting to get down into the draft um, at the moment as I scroll down to see a few of these other guys. So Rad, who was the last player to... Oh, just going to make sure he doesn't go for $2 there. Um so dribbling balls has still got to pick ten players. <laughs> he went hard and he, early. Twenty seven dollars left. Right. I am pretty keen on Clay Thompson here. I feel like the Radladian uh, is going to have money left. Yeah, he's got forty seven dollars for two players. He can get whoever he wants. I don't think there's anyone that's going <laughs> to go for more than about fifteen dollars. No. Um. Oh, go away, Phoenix. Phoenix Rising. Um, oh, how hard do I want to go on clay? I'm going to go another one more. That's it. One more, and then I'm out. Clay Thompson, I think, is sometimes underrated, in my opinion. He. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Oh, am I going to go 11? I think sometimes we we still have that thing in our mind that he obviously missed. I'm going to go one more and that's it. I'm done. Um, he missed a chunk of time. He's missed those two seasons with two major, major injuries. And then... But since since then, he's been relatively... I wouldn't say healthy, but the Warriors obviously wrestle a lot of their guys. I think the rule that the NBA put in was very much directed at the Warriors, who would often say, yeah, we're going to play all our stars on this night and on the second night of the back-to-back, we're playing no one. Um, so I'm wondering how they're going to handle that. But I think Clay, he still, on a week-to-week basis, can put up some huge lines. And especially with no pool there, he's going to be asked to do a lot more in terms of the offensive scoring still. Um, and I'm not expecting a huge fall-off from him. I think some people are expecting more of a fall-off than I think will happen. 
I'm just not- scrolling, just scrolling through the names here, and this isn't really off topic, but do we think Kelly Oubre is has a role and is draftable now that he's in Philly? What are your thoughts, Raf? I'd say late round flyer at best. I, um, I would agree. I, I'm not. I, I kind of. He's a guy who puts up numbers on bad teams, mm. so I have serious questions about his ability to impact winning. And then defensively, I feel like he's going to infuriate Nick Nurse enough to where there's some nights where we don't see him at all. Yeah. So if you want to take a late-round flyer on him, that's fine. But I just feel like he'd be better served aiming at like a Melton or, or a Paul Reed in snake drafts than Kelly Uber. Yeah. Yep. Raz, Raz throwing his money around now, um, <laughs> nominating Simons for $15 straight up the bat. He's, um, yeah, yep. $32 to spend on this last player, so he's going to get whoever he wants at this last guy. Yep. Um, so maybe mismanaged his money a bit there and could have gone a bit harder on some of those other guys. I do feel like this draft has been very frugal. Um, a lot of people being quite safe with their money, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So perhaps someone like you, Raf, that went a bit harder earlier and got the guys that you wanted might actually come good in this kind of a situation. How how are you guys how are you guys feeling about your team at this point and, and your your spending strategies? Um, feeling okay. I'd like to see I'd like to pick up a bit more in terms of three pointers. Um, because I don't think my overall roster is gonna get me the points that I would want. So if I can get some three-pointers at these final picks, I'll be pretty pleased with that. Yep. Oh, here's a guy I'm interested in, despite me never liking him. <laughs> um, but in my punt, assists, and steals build. And as soon as I say that, Raf throws a bid in. Um, oh, geez. I didn't expect him to be bid up this much. I mean, he's the highest guy on the board here, so... Yeah. All right, I'll go 10, and... I might go as high as 12 here. Right, I've been on a 12, and then I'll probably leave it after that if anyone wants to go more. Um, how about you, King? How, how are you feeling with your... Oh, gee. How are you feeling with your build so far? Uh, so you've yeah, got pretty... $42 for five players left. Yeah, pretty good. So I've got about $8 left. So um, got some choice. I'm pretty happy with my guards, assists, steals, uh, block. Still sort of blocks, rebounds, threes, I think. Um, and there, I've got a – oh, it's my turn in all night. Uh, oh, no, I don't – oh, shit. Uh, let's go um, – Let's see if anyone's interested in uh, in old Scoot here. Um, yeah, no, look, I'm pretty happy. There's a couple of categories I've got to work on, but I think I've managed my money a little bit better this time, yeah. uh, which which is good. That's something I wanted to try and work on. Um, I've still got my guys. I still got Giddy. I still got Lamelo, Chet, uh, Miles Turner. So they were all sort of pretty high on my list. Uh, what did Scoop Scoop went for? Tw- oh, Radelaide. Yeah, Radelaide. That was the guy you wanted. He's done. So Radelaide yeah. has finished his his team off now. So he also took Simon's, didn't he? So yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder maybe. if he's 
Uh, no, I'm just looking here. If he's no, they were the only two Portland players, so he must just like those two. Interesting. I can't. Quite... Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Oh, a dollar. That's. Yeah. I think he's probably worth more than that, but it's not someone I'm really all that excited about. Um, yeah, well, he's not exciting at all. No. Uh, Jaden McDaniels. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jaden McDaniels as a player. I'm starting to lose excitement for him as a fantasy player. Mm. He went for a dollar. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of teams with money left over here. Are there, are there some players that you guys are targeting at the end? Yeah, there are for me. Yeah, I have a few. I don't. I don't want to tell you. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yet, at least. Fair enough. Oh shit! It's me. To, my turn to nominate. Oh, yes, it is. I got distracted. Oh, I'll do it automatically. Uh, John Collins. John Collins up here. How much do I want to spend on John Collins? He is someone I am interested in. I'll go five. Will I? I'll go five. Someone's gone six. I'll go seven. And I might leave it at that. So I've got him in my build projected at sort of a $10 player. I want to leave myself room for value, so going for nine, I probably don't want to do that. So eight, I think that's fine. Do, do you guys think, Kingy, that there's, uh, you know, we saw Larry Marketing on for the Utah Jazz have that resurgence after being moved over there from Chicago. Do you think John Collins has a chance to do a similar kind of thing this year? Uh, I think so. Um yeah, not not to the same level, but but I definitely think that he'll be better. I think his finger has healed. I mean, you saw there were photos of how bad, how banged up his finger was. Um, so yeah, look, I I don't see him getting any worse. I don't think that's possible. He was terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so no, I, I think the he finally traded that. It felt like that trade rumor was just hanging over his head for three years. Is, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's finally done. He, he's he's sort of free now to just focus on himself as a player. And um, did I get that? Um, you did, did. eight dollars for Draymond Green. That's good for my fit. Uh, good for my build. Yeah, he's he's a player you would have had valued quite highly. Yeah, points and percentages I don't care about. So he'll pretty much do everything else. So yes, I think you. I think you're doing a good job here at the moment, King. I think your build is coming together quite nicely. Um, interested to see how it all works out in the projected standings at the end here. Uh, Russell Westbrook. This is a guy no. I think is worth zero dollars. Um, so I will not be bidding. And he goes for two. All right, two dollars too much. Gary Trent Jr., again, another player that I'm quite down on this year. I just don't know how he's going to go with a new coach. He was benched last season when um, Jakob Pertl came over. Obviously, Fred Van Vliet has left, but you've got Dennis Schroeder stepping into that role, and he goes for $2, so I think that's fine. Um, do you guys think any differently to, for Gary Trent? Raph? Um, I, I think the three-pointers could be a value, but... Yeah, the overall fantasy value isn't all that impressive. I think he fin- he finished ranked pretty well in terms of fantasy value, but like you mentioned, once the Purtle trade happened, he kind of slid down a bit within the rotation. Um, 
still trying to figure out who's going to start at the point. I assume Dennis Schroeder, but who's to say they don't try to give Scotty Barnes the keys, even though that really didn't work out last season when they did it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Gary will get you three pointers, but that's about the most I'm counting on for him from him in fantasy. Phoenix Rising just went bang on Jalen Green there. We were going two, three, four dollars, and he just went, "No, I'm going to have him. I'm going to spend twelve dollars on him." So you can have him for that. Uh, Bruce Brown is up on the board here. Interesting one. I always like to note with Bruce Brown on Yahoo, he is point guard eligible, which for some builds is noteworthy. Um, you've got him here at two dollars here, Kingy. I think he's going to be fine. It looks like he's going to start obviously with Buddy Heald potentially being traded. I thought that was going to be the case anyway. Um, yeah, but good steals kind of contributes across the board. Not going to be a huge score, which you obviously don't care about. And this is the interesting thing with the punt points build, which you've gone through here, which I do quite like, especially in that auction league. Like people want to pay more for points. So you saw someone like uh, Jalen Green go for twelve dollars. Um, before him, you got Bruce Round for two dollars. Bruce Round probably maybe outside of assists, but he'll probably do every other category better than a Jalen mm. Green, and you've got him for 10 fewer dollars. So I yeah, do think yeah. there's a lot of value in that punt points build. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of value around this this part of the draft um, if, if you don't care about points. Um, another couple of guys who very – like Draymond Green was exactly the same, yeah. Bruce Brown, and I've got another couple of guys as well that I've got my eye on. Um, Wendell Carter is someone I'm interested in, I think. I am too. I think in my build, he's probably like a ten or eleven dollar player. He's getting up to that now. Or okay, I'm going to let him go here now. So I am happy to let that one go. My blocks, and rebounds, and field goal percentage is pretty strong. He's getting a bit up here. So who's left with a lot of um, so dribbling balls? We've still got ten players to fit. He's got the most. Oh no, you've got the most here at the moment. Ah, uh, fourteen. Uh, yeah, no, I think he can have him. So you've got oh, three players left, Adam, with thirty dollars left. So you can you can you can spend some money. Don't, don't I can I can. Um, I suppose it comes down to prioritizing. Like if you have three guys who are the ones you want to fill that spot with. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, one, two, three. I've probably got four or five guys that are a sort of priority. Um, oh, man, and I got D'Angelo Russell for a dollar. <laughs> I didn't want that. I'll take him for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that takes up two of your last uh, – one of your last three spots. So now you've got two, two spots to fill. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, – So it starts so maybe, to get to the point now where I think – before we were maybe nominating players you don't want, do you, do you think now you start to nominate players you do want? Potentially. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon goes for a dollar. Um, Tobias Harris, my guy. Ooh, you can go high here. I, I, I might actually be interested in this one. I'm hoping my reputation and my thoughts on him carries through to this and uh, I can get him cheap. I'll go seven. I'll go seven and I'll leave it at that. But I think, oh, yeah, no, you can have him. I think, obviously, he, he's just boring. Like, in, again, in a, in a nine-category setting, like, as down as I am on him, when I project him out, he comes out as a top 80 player. With those same projections, 
in a minus one setting, he's like 120th. It's just the fact that he's so <laughs> average across the board mm. that he he doesn't get any boost in any build at all that so many guys just jump over him, um, especially at this point in the draft. Um, oh, and I just got CJ McCollum for $4. That seems like a bargain. Although I, I'm not particularly keen on CJ, but again, another point guard eligible player. Nurkic, rank 160 in Yahoo. Is he now, Raph? If he's been in the news a little bit recently with um, with trades alongside Damian Lillard, do you? How do you value a player like that? Where I didn't think he was going to be traded too much. He's gone for ten dollars here to, to Adam. Um, but Raph, how do, how do you value a player like that where he's on a team now, but might be moved to a different situation? Do you think if he is traded, he starts? Um, that's a good question. I, I think I lean toward yes, just because of the contract that he's got. And I don't think you bring in a player like him to come off the bench unless you already have like a marquee big on your roster. But if that were the case, would you really be acquiring Nurkic in the, the attached contract? You know, so I think if he gets moved, it'll be to somewhere where he can start immediately. Um, he hasn't been the same since that gruesome leg injury he suffered a few years back. Um, doesn't move as well defensively, and I think that's been an issue. But in Portland, you look at their center position beyond him, and it's just it's like a scrap heap, basically. You know, They don't really have too much behind him, so maybe they'll be more inclined to keep him until they get that contract down to a point where there can be actual value Brought, a, brought back in return because I think at this point they might have to attach draft capital. Yeah, and I if you're rebuilding, yeah, and if you're rebuilding, I don't know how excited you'd be to, to to have to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely what what would have to happen to get him to be moved. Um, but I think that compare him to like a Clint Capella or someone like a Jarrett Allen. I think if those guys are traded, they're traded to a similar situation where they start. So if they're moved, it might even be better. Whereas I think like someone like a Nurkic, I'm more skeptical, more worried about him being traded to a worse situation because I think he is kind of in that build where he's just kind of, you're trading for him, but you're kind of trading for the um, assets associated with their other team moving him. Do you know what I mean? You're more trading for the draft picks and he's kind of comes with that and you might not be incentivized to play him in that kind of situation. Whereas I think Allen and a Capella, probably you, you actually are trading for that guy to be contributing to your team. Yeah. Amen Thompson. I do love me some Amen and Asar Thompson. In the build I'm doing right now, not so keen, but I do think that he is going to be very good this year. How long, Kingy, do you think it's going to take before he, or do you think he's going to start at some point this season? At some point, I think he might uh, later. Uh, I mean, with Kevin Porter Jr. gone, well, presumably gone, um, I think he's probably the winner um, because we weren't really sure what his role was going to be, but I think we could go with uh, Jalen Green and Fred Van Fleet. 
um, Jabari Smith, Shingoon, and probably Dylan Brooks uh, as the starters. And then it's really Tari Eason and, and Amen Thompson um, playing those uh, backup minutes. So, yeah, look, presumably they're going to be down the bottom of the standings. Uh, so when we get to, what, March, uh, even earlier, February, uh, I think I think they may look at getting more minutes, whether he starts or whether his role just increases from like 23 minutes up to 28 minutes or 30 minutes. So certainly I think his floor is safe enough now that you can draft him and then there's upside for him to, to break out to some degree later in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely, I would agree that I think, I think I would have him probably um, slated to start by Christmas would be my, I don't know. Is that yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think yeah. he gets there sooner rather than later. Um, would be my opinion. I just think he's he's supremely talented, and as soon as you see him out there on the court, it's going to be hard to keep him off. Mm. All right, so we're getting down into the later round picks. Who has some money left still? So dribbling balls. He's got twenty seven, but he hasn't been. Maybe he's walked away from the draft. I don't know. <laughs> Since drafting those three guys early, he hasn't done anything. Um, you've got one player left that you can get for $21, which I think is you You can pick whoever you want here, um, Kingy. Yeah, I'm picking between two players. Like I said, if I didn't, if I didn't have D'Angelo Russell... Um... Is this the guy? <laughs> Looks well, like... I don't... Can anyone go as high as me? I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. I mean, if dribbling balls wants to get involved, but I think he's, I think he's fallen asleep. So, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's, that's your guy. So Zach Collins, ten dollars is probably a little bit overpriced, but um, point, I, I really just need rebounds, which is why I took uh, Collins and Nurkic back to back, and then instead of Russell, if I if I hadn't got Russell for a dollar, uh, Josh Hart would have been my other guy there. Yeah. Yeah, I think. That's all right. I mean, maybe you can maybe get a trade going. I've just got Zubac. Oh, no. Someone overbid me for $3. Oh, that's okay. Let's get someone that I do want. I think this guy is always underrated. So let's go Stevie Adams for a dollar. I'll take him for three. Four. Okay. Um, can I stomach his free throws? Sure, let's do. Let's do. Yeah. Dribbling so think, balls is just going to be like drafting eight players straight. Yeah, he's going. He's going to just be auto drafting at the end there, I reckon. So I don't know what he's done. I have a worrying feeling that he's left the draft. But um, I mean, that's what happens when you when you go early and you spend you know, all of your money in those first three. I still think that you know in the draft that we did today uh, the other day, Kingy, where I went two guys really early. They were big mm-hmm. money. I was still able to get in and amongst, you know, some of the Mark Williams and the Okongwus and stuff like yeah. that for that $10 range. And I still think that's what you want to do. I think if you stretch three guys, um, you are really waiting until the very end. But, I mean, this is the point where he should be getting involved because he's got the most amount of money. But it doesn't yeah. look like he's doing that. Yeah, I think for me, because there's obviously that stars and scrubs approach where yep. you just go hard with two or three players and then pick up the, the dregs or do you just go balanced? I don't mind going hard on one or two potentially um, so that, as you said, you can stay in the in the market for some of those $8 players, $10 players. Because um, as we saw with, with dribbling balls, he, he wasn't in 
he, he couldn't do that. He simply couldn't do that. So, uh, whereas I think if I look at Raf's team, he sort of went with Luca as the big investment, um, but then went moderately hard on Sabonis, Wembenyama, yeah. um, Brunson to a lesser degree. But it means you still do have money to play with at the end of the draft and you're not just having to sit back and go, I can only take $1 players here. Yeah, for sure. I've just got Trey Murphy there for $2, which I think is a massive steal. Um, again, I can chuck him on my IR and leave him there. Asar Thompson, $11. That's Sugar's entire budget. He's just spent on Asar, so he obviously wanted him, uh, which is, of course, fine at the end of the draft if you want a guy and that's it. You spend all your money. So I've got one player left for $10. Raf, you've got six players left with 13 So waiting more towards the end there. But it looks like some teams are getting filled now. So Paz is... Um, He's only got two players. It looks like he's set a queue and, and left dribbling balls. He's, he had enough of waiting, so he's he's out of here. Keldon Johnson, I just don't think he's a good fantasy player. Even when he was starting, he wasn't doing much. I think he moves to the bench. But again, scoring, that's where, again, those punt points, those guys might get overvalued. You can clean up with that kind of a punt build. I'm so going you took, to, sorry. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, so Raf, you took Keontae George there for a dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you? Because well, I'm pretty high on him. What are, What are your thoughts on him this season? I think he has the potential to win the starting point guard job. Mm-hmm. Um, the one person out of those five who feels like a lock to start either way is Jordan Clarkson. Like if he's not the starting point guard, he'll just slide over to the two. Yeah, maybe Colin Sexton becomes that guy, but I don't know. I've never really liked Colin Sexton as a lead guard at any level of basketball much yeah. less the NBA. So, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, similar. Chris Dunn played really well down the stretch, but that was silly season. I don't really put too much stock into that, although it was good to see him back in the league. So I think Keontae George could potentially be that guy, maybe not right away, but at $1, I have no problem taking him and just kind of waiting and seeing what happens. And I think, again, a little bit like uh, with – uh, we were talking about the roles and what they look like long-term. I think Keontae George's role is dependent on where the Jazz are sitting. Like yeah. If they're pushing for the playoffs and it's working and Sexton is playing point guard, they're just going to leave it. Mm-hmm. But if they're 10th or 11th and trending back, they'll go, well, Keontae's in our future. Yeah. Hand him the keys and let him go. Yeah. I, I'm more interested in taking someone like a Keontae George than a Brandon Miller. As a, as a rookie speculative pick, personally. Yeah. I think he's got more upside. Um, despite Brandon Miller maybe having a, a decent start with uh, Bridges being suspended the first 10 games, I think after Bridges is back, that's going to be real complicated. Whereas I think Conte George maybe has a chance to just be the outright, um, outright guy there. I'm just going to whack all my money on the last guy that I want here, which is Benedict Matherin. So hopefully... No one comes in over the top here, but um, I'm keen on better, better Benedict Matherin, if I can get my words out, as a guy that if Buddy Heald is moved, uh, I was kind of projecting him to be a starter anyway, and as a guy who I can get late, that helps me in my free throw percentage, which is very difficult to get late in drafts, and my scoring, I think that he is someone that could definitely blow up a lot. So I'm, I'm done now. I've got my, I've got my 13 players. Let's have a look. So, Raf, we are just went on you. So, now that we're all done, we don't have to worry about me stealing any of your picks. Who are some of the guys that you're targeting at the back end of this draft now? 
Um, we just mentioned him. I have Colin Sexton on my in my queue still. Probably won't make a move for him, but Contavious Caldwell Pope and Josh Hart are two guys that mm-hmm. I shot pretty highly about. And I think at this point in the draft, I may be able to get one, if not both, of those guys. There's still there's still names there. I mean, if yeah. mm-hmm. simply scroll through, um, yeah, Josh Hart would be a big one for me. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, yeah, he's going to start probably. Tari Eason, uh, Denny Avdia, Josh Richardson. We talked about him earlier. He could start. Well, I think he starts. It's just where he starts. Um, so there's, I mean, there's still still value around. I did a show recently on the um, late round flyers and and sort of uh, deep sleepers. There's some there's some really crazy rankings. I think um, Jeremy Sohan is a guy that if you don't search him yeah. up, he's ranked like 325th on Yahoo. So he's someone I still think should be drafted in most situations as a as a late round flyer. Um, and there's, yeah, there's several other guys who are ranked in the 200s that definitely should be drafted. I think Keontae George was one of those. Um, so yeah, make sure you're across. Those guys who are deeper down there. Um, okay. Do you have any any hope for? The, and this is really deep, and and I don't know what he's going to do. But any thoughts on Shake Milton in Minnesota this year as a backup guard? I think his role could be a bit better than what it was in Philly, but mm. I don't I don't really see that as like a point of serious fantasy optimism personally. No, I don't think I don't think there's a lot of yeah fantasy, but I, I just think that because their their guard depth isn't great. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. Jordan Jordan McLaughlin, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker still there, I think. Um, Conley's pretty old, so I, I don't know. I, and I don't think, as you said, he's not draftable. But we saw some interesting playmaking upside from him really late last season. I think he had a sixteen yeah. assist game. Um, so very, very, very small sample size, but I don't know. I, I, I like what he brings. I think he's an upgrade from when they had Malik Beasley in that role. Um, brings a little bit more outside of scoring. They had uh, – who was the guy they had there last year? Um, I can't even think of his name now. Uh, Jalen Noel. Jalen Noel, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I think he's an upgrade on him as well. So, Yeah. Raf, you just took uh, Christian Wood there for a dollar. What are, what are your expectations and thoughts for him? Um, I think of him a lot like I think about Kelly Oubre. He's put up numbers on bad teams. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think he can get – we've seen him get numbers on bad teams. I don't know if he can do that on a contending Whoa. team. Um, maybe the injury histories of Anthony Davis and LeBron James can help him a little bit. But I think at most he's kind of a late round flyer guy for me in, in snake traps. Yeah, uh, I don't hold out much hope, but I will be very curious to watch him in the preseason in terms of how much they play him next to Anthony Davis. How much is he just like Anthony Davis's backup? Um, I think that will be very interesting to watch uh, because again, the other thing with Anthony Davis, he apparently hates playing center. So is that? the reason they signed him to appease that. And, and that means that Christian Wood's going to play a decent amount of minutes. I'm not too sure, but they also have a few other guys like that. Uh, Rui Hachimura and Jared Vanderbilt that also kind of do a similar kind of thing to him. So I think there's a bit more of a log jam there than maybe we give credit to. 
All right, let's recap a few of these last picks. Uh, Herbert Jones just went for a dollar. Javon Carter, a dollar. So really into those dollar players here. Kevin Herder, Mike Conley, $2. Tari Eason, $3. Patrick Williams, a dollar. So of these guys, Tari Eason's probably the highest upside. I do like Herb Jones still. Again, if you need steals, especially if you're in like a punt points build like you were um, uh, there, King, he, he is someone that does still have value. You can get a couple of assists and you know some blocks as a forward player. Jeremy yep. Sohan for a dollar here. Anyone that you think is still on the board that presents some good upside or are we really starting to get into the bottom of the draft? We still have dribbling balls, basically. Is he drafting by himself or Raph, you've still got one more player to go? Yeah, I have one more. Who are you, who are you looking to target for your last pick here? I still have Contavious Caldwell Pope in my queue. I think I'll just make it easy and go with him. Yeah. Um, well, actually, Dennis Schroeder's still on the board too. Mm-hmm. Now, I know who I'd go. I think I think I'm going to go with Schroeder here um, to cover myself for that Keontae George pick. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think, um, yeah, I'd much rather Dennis Schroeder. I think the KCP. I think KCP is another one that kind of benefits from that nine category ranking with turnovers and things like that, but doesn't do anything yeah. else really strong. It is a little disappointing that um, dribbling balls kind of just quit this draft. Um, I think that maybe did throw things a little bit as well. Um, so he's going to basically just round out the show because I think no one else has any picks left. So while yeah. he's doing that, I don't know if no is here, we, we'll go through our teams and basically summarize our strategy and how well we think it worked here. So I'll throw it over to you, Kingy. Um, your build, obviously, you said before, punting the points, punting both percentages. How do you think that that went uh, overall for you there? Uh, overall, I'm pretty happy with my team. Um, a few, I've only got, what did I have, $11 left, so that's better than my 31 I had last time. Getting so closer to so zero. Feel like I... Budgeted a little bit better. Um, yeah, as I said, Lamelo, Van Fleet, Giddy, Holmgren, Miles Turner, uh, they're all guys that I was actively targeting and I got them and I feel like I got them for decent prices. Lamelo for 45 to me felt nice. Um, and then, oh, hang on. And then, uh, yeah, Bruce Brown, I like him late uh, in this build. Rosier was probably not. Someone who was initially on my list, but that was just to boost my threes. Um, if I had to go through and look at regrets, I suppose, or players, maybe I could have upgraded Melton's position a bit there, so spent a bit more money to get uh, uh, sort of a, a more assured guard. Um, Zach Collins, Nurkic, late. I don't mind those two. Um, good depth centers, get some rebounds. Um few assists. So, no, look, I mean, overall, pretty happy. Um, and and it's a fun team. For me, it's a team that's fun. Chris Paul, well, he's not fun. But he's, <laughs> that was good value, uh, though. What did he end up going for? He went for $10, bucks. yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's good. Um, and, yeah, just, I mean, that D'Angelo Russell pick. And, and uh, look, I mean, it's not terrible because he does somewhat fit what I'm trying to do in terms of assists and threes. Yep. But I would rather have taken a Josh Hart there, someone that's going to get me some more steals and rebounds, uh, less threes potentially. So, yeah, no, look, I'm happy. Um, I think it's an improvement from my last draft, which is what you're looking to do. It's why you do mock drafts, so you get better, especially I think in this auction format. Yes. Uh, you're just looking to manage things a bit better and 
figure out who who's going for what price and and so yeah overall i think it was a it was a positive experience how about you raf how did you find you went with your team and do you, are you happy with the strategy you employed or and, and are there any sort of regrets or anything like that with your with your build i think i could have done a little bit more in the three pointers category earlier in the draft um I got Kevin Herter late, which which should help out a little bit in that category. But this group is pretty much going to be a points and three-pointers punt. I know I still have Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, and DeMontis Sabonis, but there really isn't, like, there really aren't any other high-level scores on my roster after that. But I'm pretty pleased with my bigs. Um, you know, Wimbanyama, who knows what he's going to give you, but he's going to figure prominently in what they do down there. Nick Claxton, I think, is going to be a fantasy steal after what he did last season. I think he'll continue on that path, uh, especially in a contract year. Jeremy Sohan and, and Tari Eason are guys who can do a little bit of, of everything, um, while Christian Wood's a bit of a wild card in L.A., as we discussed earlier. But overall, it's, it's a good experience to kind of go through this and try to figure some things out. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of – in between on my team. There's some things I like. There's some things I definitely would have done differently. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good learning experience and obviously no mm-hmm. two auction drafts kind of work out the same. If I just uh, yeah. reflect on my team here, I'm uh, pretty happy with how it turned out. I, I do really like the punt assist and steals build, especially in auction drafts. You can get some good value. So spending up for Steph Curry and Jaron Jackson Jr. probably paid a little bit much for Jaron when I could have got, like, say, for example, a Mobley or something like that for half the price. But mm-hmm. in saying that, he definitely does fit the build that I'm that I'm running here. I was happy with some of the centers I was able to get in the mid-rounds with DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, Stephen Adams, Daniel Gafford, all got for decent prices. Um, I filled those guard spots, which can often be a, an issue for um, punt assist builds with Steph Curry, Tyler Hero, CJ, and you know uh, Benedict Matherin, who are all decently still valuable in that type of a build. Um, so if I look over on the Basketball Monster projected standings, I'd project to finish second and I would beat every team except for Lucas B7 um, but a lot of 5-4 victories across the board here so I'm probably pretty weak again when you're trying to look after both percentages that sometimes can be a really tough balance to to sort of do so I probably would rather be a little bit stronger in my free throw percentage um, which was something I was conscious of but overall, pretty middle in the pack of both, and I, I should be pretty strong in my blocks, threes, and rebounds, and turnovers, obviously, because I am punting assists. So overall, pretty happy. Um, but yeah, a couple of picks. I think the, the Julius Randle one I wasn't super psyched about. Larry Markin maybe spent a little bit more, but again, not not too mad. So that will uh, that will do it for us today, guys. Thank you very much for jumping on board for this mock draft here. Uh, I'll start with you, Kingy. What have you guys got going on? There's lots happening over at the FBI Basketball International, but give us a quick spiel of what you guys happening before the uh, season, which starts in a month away. It does, yeah. So not much from me because I'm on a I'm on a non- fantasy of, um, for three weeks while we're away. So. Uh, other than other than Twitter, uh, there won't be a lot. But we've got uh, Matt Lawson starting up his Dynasty weekly show this week. I think um, I believe he's going to have Noah on for his well for the first show. Noah has got his uh, Tank Me Later show. Obviously, he's now part of part of us. Yeah, so, definitely check that one out. I'm enjoying those those pods. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so no, that's that's good. Like, he, so he'll be doing weekly shows as well. B Dub, I think he's hoping to keep my show going while I'm away, but he has little kids, so his life's not as flexible as me. Uh, but we'll see if if he can, he will um, with some guests and and that sort of thing. So. The shows will keep coming. Uh, the World Cup is almost full. I think we're three quarters full now. Yes. So the the draft for that start in about a week. So we'll definitely have some links up for people that want to join. It's not too late. Um, and then all of our redraft leagues will start, just our standard redraft leagues through our Discord server. Um, we'll be rolling out. I don't know how many. I don't know what the plan is. But, um, yeah, hit up B-Dub. If, if you've got any questions, he'll be able to... Uh, give you all the details. Absolutely. And Raf, what have you got going on? You were telling me you've, you've just finished the season guide over, yeah. over with you guys? Yeah. The Roto World draft guide has been completed. Um, that is up on the website. We'll be doing some things now at this point in terms of adding in write-ups on mock drafts and, and things of that nature, um, adjusting rankings throughout the preseason. And the Roto World Basketball Podcast will be back starting on Wednesday. Um Myself, Dan Titus, Yahoo Sports, as usual. And we've got a host, Vaughn Dalzell, will be hosting the show. So three of us will be starting things back up Wednesday afternoon. Um, eventually, the Q&A will start back up, too, with Zach Hanshu and Neil Rubin. So looking forward to all of it. Absolutely, yes. Make sure you are all across, though, guys. Um, I'll drop everyone's uh, Twitter handles in the description below. So if you want to, definitely go and check out all of uh, these boys' great content over on Twitter. But thank you very much for sticking around, guys. If you've held through the uh, the long uh, podcast here, congratulations. You've done very well. But it is very interesting to see these auction mock drafts. They are quite different, obviously, in snake formats. But make sure you follow us along on at NBA on Twitter. Um, subscribe. Give this video a big thumbs up. And we will see you guys next time for some more fantasy basketball content. Laters.